Welcome back. This is another edition of Real Talk with Real People. And we're back with um, part two of our spirituality versus religion um, conversation. This is our part two. Now, when we were here last month, I was here with a guest, Mr. Basui, um, Nico Amen. That is me, Basui Nika Amen. Nika Amen, Mr. Basui Nika Amen. And we, we had a great conversation, didn't we? Oh, we did. We did. We did. And we did. I, I know we touched on a whole lot yeah, of stuff. We covered, we, a, we covered a good amount. We talked about so much stuff that I, I think I got off track just a little bit. But that's okay, because uh, that's what happens when you're having a candid conversation. Oh, yeah. It kind of sometimes go left, sometimes oh, yeah. it go right, and sometimes you forget to even say the things that you came in here to oh, say. Oh, yeah, and look, when you have an edit button... I mean, it's, <laughs> it makes life that much easier. Exactly. And by the way, you did an amazing edit on it. Ah, uh, yeah. An thank you. Edit. Thank that you. Was. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But listen, we don't really want to edit as much as you know. We 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 don't want to edit. We right, want to right, be able right, to be right. as candid as possible. But I right. do edit because I have to make sure that things are clean and simple and that we can understand it. And sometimes we get to a point where we don't even remember what we want to say. And so we have to like take a pause. But anyway, when we were here um, mm-hmm. last month, we talked about some things and we didn't get a chance to finish some things. Is there something in particular that you want to add to our conversation that we had um, last month? Anything in particular? Uh, well, yeah, just to kind of, I know we, we delved on it right at the end, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't really get to uh, fully explain my name. Um, I touched upon it a bit. Yes. Uh, just kind of gave the surface meaning of it. But, okay. Um, you know, just for, you know, anybody who wants to hear this <laughs> well, and, and, and get an understanding. Important. It's mm-hmm. important that we understand the meaning of names because, right. unfortunately, we can't choose our names, but you are a person who was able to choose your name. Yeah. And so if you took the time to choose a specific name for yourself, mm-hmm. then obviously it had a meaning to it. So absolutely, please explain your name to us in a way that it expresses you. Right. So like I told you the last time when I did my spiritual reading, I was determined that uh, through the reading, um, series of castings that get done that total up to the one, you know, that divinity. And so it was determined that through the different castings that my mission was one of a teacher Mm -hmm. and a leader. And that was determined as well from the signs that were popped up in my natal chart. Oh, Uh, Usually the most dominant ones are the ones that will go into your name. Okay. So Basui was the name that I picked that resonated with the leader part. So Basui means one who teaches, uh, the teacher part. Basui is one who teaches and instructs. Mm-hmm. Uh, M Shu. M is a preposition, like a, like a direction word, uh, like for, from, to, towards. So M is, is uh, with. Mm-hmm. And Shu is boundless space. Shu is one of the deities in Kemet, ancient Kemet. Okay. And Shu represents boundless space, air, you know, without boundaries, because that's air. It's fluid that way. Uh, it's free that way. And so you have Basui, one who teaches and instructs with boundless space or without boundaries. Okay. Right? And Nika Amen means belonging to the spirit of Amen. Amen, the deity that represents the unseen force 
of creation that permeates everything in creation. Okay. And just, you know, Ra is the seen force, Amen is the unseen force. And together, the, the, those two make up the total creator, the seen and the unseen. But, you know, since Amen, which is the prototype of Aries, mm -hmm. Aries popped up a lot in my chart. Okay. <laughs> so Amen was one of the, uh, the so-called deities or the Necheru that went into my name along with Shu. So okay. there you have Basui M. Shu Nika Amen, one who teaches and instructs without boundaries and who belongs to the spirit of the unseen force that permeates everything in creation. And that's beautiful. Yeah, it's poetry to me. It, it, it really, really is. So thank you for clearing that up. I really wish I could choose a name for myself because um, I don't even know what Caroline means. Oh, no. Okay. No, I, you would definitely have a name that has something to do with communication and creativity. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I'm a very creative person, which is why I want to create my own name. But anyway, <laughs> thank you for clearing that up. And we're, we're happy to say that we actually have another guest in the house with us today. Hey, hey. Uh, mm -hmm. Hey, hey, Miss Kiana Jones. That's right. Hello, I'm back. Yes, you are. <laughs> How are you? I'm wonderful what, today. What have you been doing since you've last been here? Oh, wow. Um, the last time I was here, we were talking about, you know, Hikalution and it was more business, like a little commercial for the business. Mm -hmm. um, but now I'm excited today. We're going to bring it personal and just talk about the things that mean the most to me and how I govern my life each and every day. Exactly. And even though um, Hikalution is your business, Hikalution is also a spiritual track oh, for absolutely. you as well, yeah. which makes it even more um, reasonable that you would be here today as we talk about religion and we talk about spirituality. We're talking about our journey. So today, we're going to talk about a few things. We're going to talk about awakening. So everybody hears about spiritual awakening. And we, we have a term that we say now is hashtag stay woke. Stay woke. <laughs> <No> <laughs> stay woke. Stay woke. So uh, what does that mean to stay woke? So we're going to talk about, um, we're going to talk about awakening. We're going to talk about we're going to define it in a way so we can have an understanding of what it actually means to be woke mm -hmm. and how do you become awakened. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about things that may seem like it's not relevant, but it is relevant because we're going to talk about our chakras and we're going to talk about um, natal charts. We're going to talk about free will and predestination. And, and all these things seems like they're out in the um, atmosphere. We just pick it out of a hat, but actually right. all of these things are related. Yeah. And um, we're gonna we're gonna talk about how they're related in a minute. So let's let's delve into that first. Let's let's talk about um, what is an awakening. If the uh, just for our average um, individuals who are out there listening to us and they don't really know what the term means, what does it mean to be awakened? Anybody can delve in. <laughs> I mean, we have a textbook definition. I mean, but you know. Mean? Usually, amongst us, when we're talking about that awakening, we definitely reference in that movie, The Matrix, the first one, you know, we could trash the third one, but, you know, um, we're talking about just realizing that we're unplugging from The Matrix, you know? We recognize that there's something more than what you see in this physical plane, and we're just not believing the lie anymore. That's what being awakened really means to me. Okay. Yeah, and, and, and as a... Oh, you had more? No, nah, keep going. Okay, well... <clears throat> as a pre-segue to what we're gonna do. Mm -hmm. Your awakening, I think, um, it's what we're actually doing today, mm -hmm. embodies awakening. Um, we talked about it the last time, the difference between the higher consciousness and the higher self, you mm -hmm. know, we were talking about it. And awakening is when you tap into your higher consciousness. 
the ability to just be able just to say, because you can show a natal chart to anyone. Yeah. And you can say, this is going to help you in life. This is the major tool that you need to escape the, you know, we talked about before, the fetters of reality, the things that are holding you down right. to become a better person. A person who's not awake is going to look at that and say, ah, it looks like what they say today, spookism. You know, mm -hmm. it, it, doesn't, you know it doesn't resonate to them. Right, yeah. I don't believe You know, that. people who aren't awake yeah. are just, they do not resonate with things that, right. that we feel, yeah. you know, are to the benefit of you as a spiritual being. And so just to, have the, just to have that ability to look at your natal chart, just to listen to it and say, you know what? I want to read into that. Mm -hmm. Because there's something that's telling you that there is a need to better yourself, right. to better your spirit. And so just, just to have that, and that's your higher consciousness. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a person who's tapped in, the person who's willing to listen and say, I want to try that. Yeah. You know, I want to try something better. You know, that person is tapped into a higher consciousness, and that's the awakening. Right. You know, right. that's the, whether it's Christ consciousness right. or, yeah. you know, Heru Absolutely. consciousness. It's, 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 Let's define consciousness. I know it seems like it's a simple enough thing, but if, what if somebody's not understanding what we mean by consciousness? Right. So let, let's, let's break it down. Hey, you know, that's the thing. See, we're all conscious, you know. We're, because we live in physical reality. So we're conscious of our surroundings. Mm -hmm. But what I think what we're talking about is a higher, right. a higher so consciousness. Like a super consciousness. Well, yeah, it's like, right. yeah, yeah. When, yeah, when you talk about awareness, it's, it's when you finally recognize that there's something beyond here. There's something mm. beyond mm. our five senses. So right. awareness is really when you start to tap into that spiritual realm that's not... It's always here. It's just right. that we're not paying attention to it. Right. So, so many people walk around and don't even pay attention. So, when you start to pay attention to the spiritual realm, mm -hmm. to intuition, to all those things, the laws of the universe, that's right. my, that's what I believe is consciousness. Consciousness, right. right. And the, see, the higher con consciousness. The, the higher yeah. consciousness huh. is the one that wants to escape from reality mm -hmm. so that you can, you know, uh, act, uh, ascend. Yes. To okay. that, to the higher self. The higher lighter. consciousness wants to do that. The yeah. higher consciousness wants to do the groundwork. Okay. Because we live in physical reality. Right. And right. your consciousness, along with your ego, are the two components and the opponents in physical reality. Right. And right. one says, in order to get to that other realm, I got to beat you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so the higher consciousness is always looking to better itself on the physical realm so that it can uh, allow you to enjoy life on the, on the subtle realm. You know, the physical and the subtle realm. So that higher consciousness is the, the groundwork. You know, that's the one that wants to do the groundwork here right. in physical reality of, you know, a person that has good character. They want to give you all of that stuff okay. so that you can have the tools to ascend. So there's like a super consciousness, there's a regular consciousness, which we all are in, and then right. there's a subconscious yeah, level too, because we're not even aware of the stuff oh. that's happening to us on a subconscious level. Yeah, I would say subconscious mm. is, is like the stuff that you're going to find in your natal chart. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of subconscious stuff there. Oh, yeah. yeah, things that you aren't aware of that are in play in your life. Yeah. So that's why it's important to understand your natal chart, because then you can start to have access to what's subconscious. Right. And, and what do they say? You know, many of the uh, spiritual disciplines, they all have that chart of the iceberg. Mm -hmm. And 10% of it, I don't even think it's 10, 
is sticking out above out the, the water, water. right? Yeah. And below the water, you have that's your subconsciousness. Mm -hmm. That's all. That's what's controlling you. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah, and, it's the and, larger part. <laughs> exactly. So you know, what you say then to become awakened is to be a is to not move on a subconscious level, but be totally conscious and making choices yourself as opposed to allowing things yes. to just happen. Yes, it's, right. it's, it's, you it's are actually, now aware yes. and you're making those choices. So basically right. you're going mm. from autopilot to driver, mm. you okay. know? Like you could, you could put a car in, you know, auto and it right. drives itself. But, but then you shift that gear and say, no, I don't want the car to drive me. I want to drive the car. Right. That's the difference. Right. Okay. So we can say we're all going to agree that from what we experienced, mm -hmm. that we um, awakening would then be going from autopilot, doing just what everybody has programmed us mm -hmm. to do. Right. To taking charge of our own yes. life and now consciously making the choices to get us to a super consciousness, mm. which yes. is what we're all aspiring to, to get to. Yes. We yeah. can agree with that. Yeah. I mean, yes. look, imagine if you can control all of those subconscious urges and, and impulses that come out of you. You know, imagine if you can see all of them before they actually did and say, you stay down. Yep. You know, you don't, don't, don't try to show your face. Okay. You know, that's that consciousness. You know, that's the 10% that's above the water. Okay. And, you know, a lot of the, the spiritual traditions, they subscribe to the notion that when you're able to have that 10% control the 90%, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know, that's when you, you really tapped in. Yeah. You know, that's what meditation is. Meditation right. is you being conscious, but going into an unconscious state so you can actually control you know, the, the, the unconscious, the subconscious, the subconscious right. you know. And I would say the beautiful thing about hitting that higher consciousness is you're not even burying it. Mm -hmm. It's going to offer you tools on your journey to correct the yeah. things that are lying below okay. that want to come right. out and be to your detriment. You know, right. so it's not even burying them. It's, it's healing, them. healing them. Okay. Yeah. And what are some of the signs of someone who is, who could, who could, be going through a, an awakening. What are some of you, what were some of your signs? Because going through an awakening for me didn't just happen overnight because me and my daughter was just in the kitchen talking about how I was in total denial. Oh, I remember like, that. Like, like 10 years ago, <laughs> four years ago, she said yeah. uh, about some things that she wanted to tell mm -hmm. me because she had reached there before me. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I literally understood exactly what she was saying because when she was saying that to me, it wasn't, I wasn't angry about it. I, I knew it. Mm -hmm. It was an acceptance because I understood that, no, I wasn't in that place then. Right. So what are some of the signs and symptoms of going through an awakening that maybe somebody don't even know that's the reason why they're angry, that's the reason why? Because part of my awakening was mm -hmm. going through the anger. Yeah. I was going mm -hmm. through the anger. Well, Anger would, is one. Yeah, yes, well, I would, I would think that, you know, there's no cookie-cutter approach to what starts an awakening, but everyone wow. starts with a catalyst that we can agree on. Right. So in my life, it seemed like a catalyst was just being so unhappy. I hit a, you know, a, a moment of depression. Not a moment, actually. I don't know why I said moment, because it lasted a year, in a, in a little over a year. But I, I hit this real depressed state where I considered it rock bottom. And at that point, like, it was just, I was going through life not caring. Like, I had no feeling except negative feelings. Okay. And I hated how that felt. It was just such a burden. And I didn't like it. And so, so it's not like I chose awakening, mm -hmm. but then I just started 
I don't want to sound crazy on this podcast and say <laughs> I started hearing voices, but I did. And mm-hmm. the voices were trying to just asking me questions like, mm-hmm. Kiana, what's wrong? And so now I'm talking in my, in my head to myself, like, this is what's wrong. I hate this. I hate that. <laughs> and then, you know, so I was like having all these conversations with myself. Just, so that's self-reflection. Like you're, yeah. you're really stopping to take inventory of your life and say, look, mm. you're not happy. What mm. are you going to do about it? Right. So I, I started reading books. I love reading books. I love writing in my journals. I started doing that. So it started going to a lot of books about, they, I wouldn't call them self-help because I don't like self-help books, mm-hmm. but they were mm. books about, you know, just, I don't, I don't know what they were about, honestly, but they seem to be in the same vein of universal laws right. and things about right. how the universe is this and the universe. And I, was, I didn't even know what the universe was, honestly, because, mm-hmm. you know, coming from a Christian mm. background, like right. we have God and that's it. So yeah. I, I was mm. confused, like, right. should I even be talking mm. about the universe? Is mm. that something different than a God? And now by the way, this, I just this, pretty this much use real it interchangeably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, this is some real talk. I mean, now right. in 2020, I don't even care. If, if you hear me say universe and it makes you feel uncomfortable, right. I don't, it doesn't even bother me because yeah. I don't feel uncomfortable. I honestly right. use a God phrase or a universe phrase to be interchangeable because there is this wonderful entity that is beyond us on this earth. And that's that's what I'm talking about. So look, whatever. So I just started, you know, just tapping into that more, just understanding that there is a plan for my life and that I just need to get back on the horse, you know, and just, I fell down, but get back up. All that good stuff that you hear. So I just started encouraging Mm -hmm. myself by reading. And then it just started unlocking little things. And I just started trusting more, trusting the universe more, trusting God, whatever you want to say. But just Mm -hmm. trusting that Mm -hmm. it can't be like this forever. And then from there, it just, whoa. Right. It just kept going. And you have Mm -hmm. mentioned not wanting to feel crazy because you were hearing a voice inside of yourself speaking to you and you began to speak back. Yeah. I, I know that I can actually say the same thing, and I honestly feel like if you talk to individuals who have gone through a deep reckoning within their own spirit, they're going to tell you the same thing, and, I, and I'm going to give Barsui a chance to talk in a minute, and, I, and I'm almost willing to, to bet that he's going to say the same thing, because <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. How, exactly how it started with me, because it, it gives me another um, definition of the saying, know thyself, no, yeah. because even though I was... Talk, the voice is very clear inside of my spirit. Mm-hmm. And um, even though somebody could say she's crazy because she's talking to herself mm. or she's communicating with herself, well, in my opinion, that's what you're supposed to do. Oh, yeah. You should yeah. be communicating with yourself. Because if, if we are made in God's image, and like you said, I'm going to be using the word God and universe mm-hmm. interchangeably yeah. as well. It's all, it's all be- because to me, it's all connected. Mm-hmm. And when we see that connection, we'll see exactly how important it is for us right. to get to the That's heart right. of the matter. And when I That's speak right. to, to God or to myself, I'm, I'm very conscious of the fact that I am ever present with God yeah. at all times. And so there is no separation. There is no craziness to me because mm-hmm. if I can't, if I'm looking for uh, my creator outside of myself, I'm already looking in the wrong place. Oh, yeah. I'm already looking in the wrong place, oh, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And honestly, um, when I was depressed, that's exactly how I felt. I felt unsupported. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was flailing with no bottom. And when the voices started coming to me, it was starting to help me get back to myself, put yes. the pieces back mm-hmm. together and say, no, you are not lost. You are here. 
you have you. Like, right. I have you, you have you, you good. So you are here. That's all I needed to, to just jumpstart this. Yeah, and look, an awakening is analogous to, it can be as simple as, and we were talking about just uh, before, autopilot. Mm-hmm. It can be as, as simple as, um, you know, because it's a feeling that your eyes have been opened again, you know? Yeah. And the part where it gets opened again is where you've walked by this red car every day and you never knew it existed, you know, until somebody may have pointed out to you that car. Mm-hmm. Or you, maybe you've seen somebody go into that car that you knew and you started having a conversation with them and the red car for some reason just stuck out to you. All of a sudden you see in the same red car every single day. You know, now you're seeing that red car. You see it every right. single day. And it's kind of, you know, like what that is. Right. You know, it's, it's that, um, it's the moment where you turn autopilot off and you open your eyes to things that were just always there in front of you. Yes. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, and sometimes, and that's what it is. And a lot of times it's a voice that's mm-hmm. actually leading you to that thing that you never saw before. That's right. And that voice that we were alluding to, it's, it's a voice that doesn't have the, what is it, the, um, all of the cacophony around the voice. It's just the voice. Oh, yeah. Yes. You know, you don't hear all of the other noise. Mm-hmm. You just hear mm-hmm. that one voice in your head that's telling you it's that intuition. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That, that's telling you what's your next move, what your next move should be. Right, you and know, it's the ideal move for out of your spirit. Yeah. It's not coming into you. No. It's already in you. It's, and yes. it's, yeah. it's coming up out mm-hmm. of your spirit. So I want to make sure that everybody's feeling what I'm feeling. Oh, I'm not feeling talking it. about something that's coming in through, like, my ears. Right, right. right. In through, no, like, it's from within. It's from within. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's right. from within. You know, we were talking about, um, we were just talking about Neo. And... Uh, we, we talked about it the last time on the last show, and we touched upon I know I brought up the fact that spirituality is a very, it's probably the boldest thing that you can do. Yeah. And the reason why I'm, I feel anyway is that it gives you that, that behavior or that approach. It, it forces you to take that approach of a savior. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that you are a savior. You were brought to this planet to be a savior. And that's bold in itself, just yes. to think that way. You know, like, I'm not here to hurt you. I'm here to save. Right. And then, now, saving is not, who are we saving? It's not anyone else. But to understand, when we get into the laws of, you know, spirituality, if you want to accept reincarnation into it, you got to understand that uh, where's, where the saving part is ending that endless cycle of, of reincarnations. Like, you were chosen. You were put here on this planet because you were the one that was chosen to end the cycle of these endless cycles of your spirit going through other vessels until it finally gets it right. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's why you're here, because someone hasn't gotten it right before you and before them and before them and before them. Now, there are some people who get reincarnated the, the ascended masters, mm-hmm. and you know, some spiritual traditions believe that uh, they can choose to come back if they want to, to help to, people. I was you know, so they're that. actually clean vessels. But other than that, we're talking about, uh, I mean, yeah, they're clean souls, mm-hmm. you know, harboring or vessels harboring clean souls. But other than that, we're talking about souls or energy that has negative 
imprints yeah. from previous incarnations right. that, we have that to shed. you are now mm -hmm. harboring that you have to shed. Mm -hmm. And so the savior part is that it's up to you and no one else to eradicate those negative imprints. So the question is, will you be the one? Will you be Neil? You know, don't look for Neil. Are you going to be Neil? Okay. The one that's going to, you know, shed those. Are you talking about collective voices right now? Or are you talking about um, a savior in the sense of saving ourselves? Saving, saving ourselves. Okay. Yeah. Sa this <laughs> is how we save humanity. You know, okay. this is how we save the universe. By we all ourselves. have to. Right. Yes. Each, okay. one. Each one save themselves, okay. eradic do the work to eradicate those negative imprints off of your soul and harmonize. Okay. You know, so now these energies can harmonize with the universe. To raise the vibration. The okay. So when we, but still when you're talking about raising vibrations, you are talking about a collectiveness, a collective voice. Yes, but right? that comes right, right, from right. the the parts though, you know? Yeah. Like I think exactly. people because, you know, there's this uh, psychological phenomenon that the more people involved, the less the output. That's, that's mm. been proven over time. If you have one person in a group, you have 100% of the responsibility. Mm -hmm. Two people, 50%. Three mm -hmm. people, you know, now you're going to numbers down mm. camp. You okay. know what I'm saying? Right. So I don't want us to get lost in that word collective because then in your mind, somewhere we get lazy. Okay. That happens automatically. So let's not... The collective part is going to happen on its own. Let's not focus on that. Focus on what you're doing, your okay. part. Because right, if you right. keep looking at collective, then you're basically saying, oh, I'm not starting until they start. Okay. You and know what I'm saying? Is, and the thing is, like minds always end up finding yes, each other. Right. Yeah, we do. So, it's, we're magnets right, of light. Right, right, exactly. And that's what we talked about, the, the righteousness of the universe. It mm -hmm. always wants to drive towards peace. So and that's so you the get part. people. Yeah, that's you the know, collective part. Right. right, the, right. As long as you're They'll doing your part, they're, they're gonna find you each will other. be matched with, right. yeah. So we don't have to so focus the on the collection. the spirit is drawing the spirit. Yes, yes. But, okay, but when I was talking about collective voices i wasn't exactly talking about let's get together as a group and let's yeah, yeah. i wasn't talking about <laughs> no, that. and save the world <laughs> yeah. no i was talking about exactly what you're saying that as we raise our own consciousness as we become the people who we truly were meant to be and everybody else mm -hmm. right. then collectively all of us who have risen to that that um, place right. in this world will change the vibrations and oh, the yeah. energies of Definitely. this world. Right. So is that the page that we're all yes. on right now? That is yeah, it. that's the whole, <laughs> you know, be the change you wish to see in this world. Okay, right. That's what that's about. Mm -hmm. You know, instead of sitting back and saying, oh, people need to do this and complaining and oh, they should. It, it, look, part of the problem or part of the solution, you choose. Right. So working on yourself is an act of working on saving the world because I'm in the world and if I save me, my light will now shine and okay. increase the vibration one person at a time. Right. Right. And it, and it really still goes back to what I've been saying all along, that the quote from Howard Thurman. Yes. You know, don't do it the world. Don't ask the don't world. Don't ask the world what it needs, needs, but ask yourself what makes you come alive and go because do that. what the world okay. needs is people who have come alive. alive. Because mm. if you can shine your light then you, you bring a light into the world. And, yes. if, and if everybody else is shining their light, oh. that's a collective light right. that everyone is shining. But you can't shine your light if inside of you, you are feeling um, depressed or, or downtrodden right. no. or, or without sight. Mm -hmm. Then we just become the blind leading the blind. And oh, we yeah. all falling into a pit because there's oh, darkness. Yeah. There is no light. Right. 
There's only darkness. So in order for you to even have a desire, which, you know, Kiana knows I have a desire to save the world. And what I had to learn over the years, and this is where the awakening for me is, I had to take all of my experiences. And I had to see all of my experiences so I can understand why I'm in this place right now. Mm. Sure, it's okay. I have a desire to change the world, but I can't change the world. Right, right. The only thing that I have the ability to change is myself. Mm -hmm. And so when I put the work and the effort into changing me, I become a light force. Right. And hopefully. And that is a change yeah. in the world. I was about to say, I it mean, has every, an impact on the right, world. Right, right. Every shift of energy yes. from a negative to a positive mm -hmm. is just an addition. You right. know, to the universal, you know, the forward movement of that universal energy. So, right. So, yeah. it is definitely okay for people to have a desire to change the world. But what right. we need to focus on is that change yeah. must come within. Yes. We must change ourselves. That's right. And um, so, moving into the next level of this, we were talking um, a little bit about um, some of the ways that we can um, determine whether or not um, you're going through an awakening. Mm. Was there, I went online to, just to find out what are some of the um, signs. And um, I jotted down a few of them because as I was going over them, I, I said to myself, wow, I actually went through that myself. Mm. So here are some of the, these, these are 10 signs that I just took from, oh, okay. from Google. Um, so, and then I want you guys to tell me if this is something that you yourself found yourself in. Number one. You find yourself listening less to what people say and more to the feeling or intention behind their words mm. or actions. Mm. What yes. does that mean to the two of you? Oh, yeah. Well, that right there is, um, for me, it's, it's just when, you're, when you hit this awakening, you start understanding energy. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like you don't even have to. Before the awakening, you may have really put a lot of stock in talking to people and all the things that people say. But when you start to awaken, you, you understand energy. Mm -hmm. So it's a feeling. It's a heaviness or a lightness when okay. you deal with people. And that's your meter stick. And I'm telling you, that's what I've been dealing with mm -hmm. for the past decade. And it's so different from how I used to live my life. Mm -hmm. okay. So, yes, yeah. I feel that deeply. You know, look, one of my main principles is the principle of gratitude and you know my teacher he he says gratitude is the highest form of love and you know just that ability to whether it's a person or a situation mm -hmm. to understand that that person or that situation is there is there in front of you physically but there's something behind it there's a message behind it as to why they are there mm -hmm. so whether it's a person that's yelling at you for, you know, or just being irrational. Right. It's up to you to say, in your mind, thank you. I'm glad you're here right now. Yes. Because you are going to help me work on myself. Yes. So in your mind, you're just looking at them, thanking them. You know what I mean? No matter how, you know, irate they want to be towards you. And whether it's a situation. Talk you're stuck in traffic, anything. But, but, that, 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 <laughs> but that's the whole... The, the philosophy of gratitude, yes, you know, yes. the giving thanks. Yes, because I'm glad you shared that. Thank you for sharing that because oh. we talked. You, you <laughs> see welcome. me and Kiana laughing at each other because just this morning mm -hmm. that conversation came up and I said oh, your wow. exact words. Oh my sir. gosh, exact. That's why that's it's amazing. why she looked at me and laughed and she pointed at me. Yeah, you just said my exact words, and I love when that happens. In yes. the universe, when yeah. something you've talked about privately comes right back around in the exact form to yeah. let you know mm. confirmation, like yes. this is this is me bringing it back to you. So that's a, I love that. So thank you, yeah, sir. That's a, oh. 
Much appreciated. Okay, number two, feeling drawn to nature. Well, you know. That's like uh, all day, every day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if I could spend all my time outside and not in the building doing my nine to five, that would be that would be the greatest joy. Mm. Yeah. I, I can't wait to the day that comes when I don't have to spend more time in a building. Right. Now Basui, mm. you you just recently, not recently like in yesterday, but you're starting to really get yourself out there. Now, did you start yeah. to get yourself out there because of Hikolution or were you already moving toward being in nature too? Well, in my shrine, you know, we, we do the, the martial arts okay. out in the grass, out in nature. Okay. Uh, we do it once a week. Well, I mean, twice, I mean, on the weekends, on Saturday and Sunday, so twice a week. And, um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the appreciation for being out in nature. We meditate out there. Mm -hmm. You know, we have this uh, part that we call Ma'ad Akuba Ankh, and that's the breathing exercises. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, it's just something about breathing that fresh air, you know, mm -hmm. taking it in and just sitting out in the sun and just soaking it up. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, and You also know what I mean? There's, there's no four walls that can accommodate that oh, feeling. Yeah, you know, you can't get that from four walls. Mm -hmm. You got to get that from, you know. <laughs> you know. And yeah. I was going to say, don't sleep. Um, just because Basui's new to hiking, he's definitely not new to outdoors. Okay. Early on in our relationship, right. all we ever mm -hmm. did was go to Prospect Park, yeah. take our shoes off. We did grounding. That's when you yeah. stand on the grass and just like really take in all mm -hmm. the energy that's coming from the earth. And we sun gaze. Sun gaze. Mm -hmm. Now right. you don't now. Sun gazing you do not do in full sun. So I don't want people to just go out at any time. There's specific times right, that you're supposed right. to sun gaze when the sun is at its lowest. Okay. Um, when it's going down or when it's coming up. So we did that a lot. So we oh our whole relationship began out in nature. Okay. So it's yeah. hiking isn't just yeah. the crux of, of our nature. Okay. That's right. that's good to know. And I would I like being outside. I just never like being in the sun. Mm. Well, I love the sun. Um, so I, I'm trying to get to a place where I can appreciate the sunshine. Um, mm -mm. It, it's still sometimes, it, it, uh, I'll get there. Everybody okay. loves the sunshine. Everybody loves the sunshine, you know? except for Caroline. I don't understand. <laughs> I, I, I really don't. But I like being outside. Yeah. Fall is my favorite time of the year. Yeah. Not because it's summer. cooler. <laughs> yeah. Fall is, a, you know, funny. Now that I've gotten older and because I hike, Autumn is now my favorite season. Okay. It never was, but it right. is the best season. Yes. It is perfect. It is perfect. It's right. just, it has the right amount of coolness and mm -hmm. the right amount of warmth. Like, autumn has it all. So, that's my favorite season, too. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, number three, an aversion to negative people or behaviors. Now, I can contest oh, to that. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. Mm. I'm not even going to get into that, but yes, people nowadays get blocked and we just yeah. don't deal with them they get cut off cause, yeah. because yeah no room for negativity yes, yes it's important to me that i mm -hmm. simply put a stop to negative energies vibes and people in my life and yeah. i don't i no longer feel guilty about oh it no either. no guilt now it's like no i'm making a choice mm -hmm. to to eliminate this negativity oh, yeah. and, and you can see that that the common denominator with so far yeah. everything that we've gone through on the list is is the want to mm -hmm. do these things, yes. not just to do it. I mean, anybody can go outdoors yes. every day as right. a, you know, religious, a chore, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, as a routine, they can just go outdoor and run every day and jog, but having the want to want to do that, the you know what I mean? The, the Right. The conscious choice. Mm -hmm. Some people may want to stay away from negative people because, you know, they just don't want that to, 
they just don't want to be affiliated with that. They don't want to hear that. Exactly. But there's something in your spirit that says, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, uh, uh, and uh, it brings me to it brings me to the fourth one, which is a desire for a united community. Because we're not saying that we don't want to be involved with com uniting a community, but without the negativity. Oh yeah. Because we're not saying that we don't want to be around people. Is oh, what yeah. I'm trying to no, say. we're just saying right. in the Wakanda that we create, yeah. you know, everybody ain't invited to the cookout. You know, you, right. you have to have a certain criteria right. to join this party. Right. Okay. Now, number five, a feeling and believing that all life is sacred. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, um, the, the, one of the first books I read during my awakening was The Seat of the Soul mm -hmm. um, by Gary yeah. Zukav. And he had a chapter in there about reverence. Mm -hmm. And prior to that, I didn't really consider myself an animal lover. Mm -hmm. I didn't, you know, I didn't really have pets. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't, you know, goldfish, but you know what I'm saying? So that book on reverence really opened my eyes on why you need to care about every living thing. Yeah. So definitely right. a part of my awakening was, was understanding that. And, okay. and just to have the, you know, the realization that I know with me as well, um, it definitely took re, uh, a little reading up on, and you know, we subscribe to having some level of mastery in all the domains mm -hmm. in life so you can have an appreciation for it. And so I know with me, to be honest, it took the reading up on it first to make me say, I get it. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. this is how we're supposed to be treating the other domains, yes. you know, yeah. plants have feelings, whether you know it or not, you know what yes. I mean? But <laughs> sometimes you just have to be brought to it yeah. as opposed to having to intuiting it, you know, but it's the same outcome. You yeah. know, you, you have the same understanding once you really know about it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And number six, your consciousness feels renewed. Now, we talked about that a little bit earlier, so oh, you yeah. can expound on that mm -hmm. a little bit. I think um, the renewing of the consciousness for me is just, like I said, that lightness. I love this new feeling of being so light mm -hmm. uh, because when you don't live like this, when you're not aware, there's a, there's a heaviness. There's a, you know, going through life is a struggle, struggle. you know, but when you, when you don't subscribe to that thinking anymore, it's not a struggle. It is very, very light and airy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You feel that way too? Yeah. Well, I, you know, I think the, the more you practice and, you know, with every negative aspect of yourself that was there that you eradicate like Iana, like Iana said it just makes you feel lighter mm -hmm. you know you just yeah which brings <laughs> you to seven and eight which is you are living in the moment and number eight you have increased inner peace because mm. all that is related oh, to your consciousness being renewed right absolutely right? inner peace to the what does it mean to power? live in the moment though I mean what does what does that mean to you to live in the moment well um, that's something that I used to struggle with. I mean, I'm still, you know, I could do better in this area, but being present is so important because when you're not focused on the current moment, that leads to anxiety, regret, things like that. Because if you're anxious about the future, you're, you're not, you're, you know, that, that, that puts your spirit in dis-ease. Okay. And then if you are always talking about the past, now you have regret. You think about, oh, I shouldn't have did that. You know, so none of that is good for your psyche. Okay. But staying in the present mm -hmm. moment helps you express that gratitude that Basui was talking about. Because you are looking at what is right in front of you, being present, fully, wholly, and having appreciation for the moment. You want to add to right. that? Right. And, you know, and um, 
what do you call it, our equanimity, that ability to see everything equally. Because once you start attaching feelings to certain things, you live in the past. Mm -hmm. You know, so you have to have that ability, whether it's good or bad, to return to something that you're in right now. You know, to return to a mean that is at peace. Mm -hmm. Because it's those feelings that you attach to the thing that allows you to stay stuck in a certain place, or like Kiana says, that'll keep you anxious about what's to come because mm -hmm. you're constantly thinking about that. You emitted these feelings for something that's impending, you know, around the corner. But you just have to stay at peace and don't be moved by whether it is uh, something that you heard that will send your feelings back to living in the past or something that's uh, being overly anxious for something that's right. waiting to come. Okay. You know, you just have and to then have the, that. the last two that they have on here is compassion and positivity surges through you. And in the last one, you have an enhanced authenticity. So let's talk about that last two points and then we'll move on to our, our chakras because it's mm -hmm. all going to be related as to how we feel. It's mm -hmm. all going to be related to that path mm -hmm. that we're taking to get us to our natal chart. So, yeah. Well, mm -hmm. compassion and um, positivity, I. That's definitely a part of the awakening. What I do with compassion is I start to remind myself. I think Basui touched on this a little earlier when he was saying when you encounter a situation or a person, mm -hmm. don't get caught up in what they're doing. Think about, oh, you know, they're, they're going through something, you know. Okay. That's where the compassion comes in. Mm -hmm. And then the right. positivity, you got to keep that, you know, got to stay positive. You cannot drown in negativity. And then what was the 10th one? Um, the tenth one was um, authenticity. Oh, authenticity. authenticity. Yeah, you know, knowing yeah. your truth. That comes from knowing thyself. Yeah. And there you go. That's what Gotta I'm saying. Gotta be authentic, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, compassion, I think it keeps, you, it keeps you patient, you know, when you understand that your compassion for your fellow man or woman because, and I always like to use the uh, analogy of a doctor, who is in an office and sees patients every day. And most of them are sick, mm -hmm. you know? And it's, imagine a doctor who loses compassion because the doctor knows the way. The doctor knows what needs to be done. Mm -hmm. So equate that to a person who has come into consciousness who is dealing with, quote unquote, sick people on a, on a regular basis. Right. The doctor understands that I can't lose it in front of them. Mm -hmm. You know, even if the doctor is falsely showing a sense of uh, or falsely has a sense of care, but he's showing mm -hmm. the doctor is showing that they have a care for this person because it's not for the doctor. It's for them. You know, that's why they're coming to the doctor so they can feel more comfortable around the doctor. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think the person who's coming to consciousness, they, they look at it the same way. It's like um, I was on that journey. Mm -hmm. You know, and I know what needed to be done. It wasn't easy. So okay. I understand that you're there right now and maybe there's a situation where I can help you, you know, get to that journey. Maybe by setting an example, right. but not being uh, not passionate about, I mean, uh, uh, compassionate about what you're going through. Mm -hmm. I have to let you know that you're not in it alone. You know, but this is a walk that, you know, you can take with some help and okay. I can help you with. And, and being authentic about it. 
Right, right. Well, yeah, yeah. I just use the doctor, you know. <laughs> doctors. Well, we'll go into that, I guess, later. But, yeah. uh, you know. Okay, and speaking of our authentic self, um, how do we align ourselves so that we are imbalanced? Oh, okay. Well, shoot. When you want to talk about balance, you yeah. have to talk about chakras. Yeah. So, you know, people ask, well, what are chakras? Well, you know, they, these are the seven points in the body, and they start from the base of your spine, and they actually travel up to the top of your head. And um, these are thought of as, like, energy vortexes. Right. So that energy, those balls of energy, is what we call the seven chakras. Um, and when energy becomes blocked in any of the chakras, that's when it triggers the physical, the mm -hmm. mental, the mm -hmm. emotional um, imbalance. And we feel it. We start to walk around with people that have these imbalances. Yeah. And, one, and if you study the chakras and understand what parts govern what entity, now it helps you say, oh, okay, yeah, you, then, then that compassion really comes in. Because you're like, you know what? Mm -hmm. Their heart chakra might be a little closed. That's why they're unable to love me. You know, so I'm going to just love them from a distance until they kind of mm -hmm. sort that out. You know, right. so then you don't, you don't take that stuff at face value because you understand what's happening behind the scenes. But yeah, these chakras and learning about each one, it can really become a blueprint for our own self-care practices. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's seven chakras. You want me to explain yeah, all seven? Yeah, explain them. Okay, so, well, the first one, you have the, the root chakra. And um, think about this one as like the foundation of your house, mm -hmm. which is your physical body. So the root chakra is tied to the element of earth. And it, um, it relates to stability, mm -hmm. survival, you know, it's connected to whatever you use to ground yourself, including, you know, right. basic needs like food, water, clothing, shelter, things like that. And it also governs your, um, your family ties. So mm -hmm. it's your feelings of belonging. Your earliest memories are also stored here in the root chakra. Mm -hmm. um, so imagine if a person had a root chakra that was blocked, okay. they might exhibit um, that they're needy. Or they might do destructive uh, behaviors. They make you know, bad choices. They have all these destructive choices in their life. Um, but when your root chakra is balanced, it makes you feel strong. It makes you feel confident. Right. You know? And every chakra uh, has a color attached to it. So okay. for the root chakra, the color is uh, symbolized by red. Okay. So also if you're trying, I know we'll talk about balance and stuff later with crystals and things, but mm -hmm. if, you know, each chakra is related to a color. So if you wear that color, you, you're kind of tapping into that chakra. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, before you move, now, are, are they placed in a certain place in your body? Yes, they're, they're in a, a straight line. So the, mm -hmm. the root chakra is right, like, uh, the base of your spine. So it's like the lowest point, like when you're seated, it's right underneath mm -hmm. your seat. Okay. And then it moves up to one that's like... Um, kind of where your your uh, what do you call it your uh, right below the belly button right well that's the navel like the right before that one the second one is the sacral yeah so it's sacral it's spine. where your uh, reproductive organs are okay. like there and then it goes to your belly button and it goes to your chest and okay. it goes to your throat then it goes you know so it travels up in a nice straight and all these line are like energy pockets yes okay. pockets of energy exactly okay so the first one was the root chakra the second one that's the sacral chakra and uh, some people might consider this one the, the fun one out of all the seven because um, it represents sexuality, mm -hmm. it represents uh, fluidity and creativity and fertility. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, it's in that area where your reproductive organs are. So it, it can actually determine uh, whether or not you feel worthy mm -hmm. of a pleasurable and abundant life. So okay. if you know people that feel guilty about things, they have issues with their sacral chakra. You okay. can already tell. Um, this one is related to the element of water. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and you know water fluid, fluid so you want yeah. that to flow. If it's blocked, oh, tons of issues, you know. Um, so if a person's out of balance, they could be emotionally unstable and definitely feel guilty. But um, a balanced sacral chakra, it means that you are receptive to change. Change mm -hmm. doesn't scare you, you know? And you feel positive about things, you okay. know? And um, the sacral chakra is symbolized by the color orange. orange so if you okay. want to increase that, wear a lot of orange, especially in that area, you know, like all that area below your waist, orange. Orange panties every day, you know? <laughs> okay. You know, <laughs> Keep that in mind. Yeah. Yeah, and the thing about the chakras, too, is that, um, and we touched upon it before, that, and it lets you, it just teaches you how practicing spirituality, there is no cookie-cut approach to no. it. Because yeah. when you understand that, and you understand that, uh, you understand that chakras are influenced mm -hmm. by so many different modems that you can practice. Mm -hmm. You know, you can just pick one, like you said, a, a color. Um, they're influenced by planets, mm -hmm. you know, elements, mm -hmm. uh, frequencies. Oh, yeah. Yes. You know, you play uh, instruments that, you know, they have those, what do they call when you bang them Those together? tuning the, sticks. The tuning things. sticks. Yeah. Those tuning yeah. forks. You know, that, right, the yeah. tuning yeah. forks that have their own frequencies. All those singing bowls. So yeah. many modems that you can manipulate to to block up or uh, unblock a block. Oh, yes, uh, and, and staying in that chakra. same place um, mm -hmm. for all our Christians out there mm -hmm. is exactly what David did when he played his harp. His right. percent, yeah, okay. exactly. Right. Yes, okay. he did. That's, that was That's the what purpose for that was. So, Soothing him. Yes, yeah. yes. So all of this is connected. We, oh, yeah. we think it's not, but it is. Now, why do, why did that, how come they're not getting that message that you just got? That was deep. <laughs> that was deep. You yeah. know? That, yeah, that you was, can actually was, find you know, this in your Bible, people. That was, yeah. <laughs> Is, is actually in there. Messages yeah. aren't as hidden as you think they yeah. are. Saul was tormented. Oh, he had a lot of blockages, yes. and yeah. David assisted. He drew mm -hmm. that out just with music. Just with so. his music mm -hmm. and the way he played his harp. Mm -hmm. It was specified in the Bible mm -hmm. that that was the purpose. Right. So. All right, continue. Okay, so um, the third chakra is the navel chakra. So mm -hmm. it's right um, where your navel is, and that's ruled by the element of fire. Um, and it's the source of individual power. So um, it rules uh, your self-esteem. So it gives you the confidence to you know, take action and be productive. Okay. Um, so when that's blocked, you'll, you'll just lack courage and you'll feel stagnant, you know? Right. Um, but when you're balanced, then you learn to take risks and um, you awaken to your personal inner power. Mm -hmm. And the color for that is yellow, which okay. happens to be my favorite color. Yes, so is. yellow's been my favorite color my <laughs> whole life. And you see, I just have yeah. no fear and tons of positivity. So maybe that means something. Maybe because I've always loved the color yellow, I've always had a pretty good navel chakra. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, and then the fourth one, which is really, you know, really cute, we love it, is the heart chakra. Mm. So it's in the center of your chest. I know your heart is a little to the left, but the heart chakra is in the center of your chest. Um, and that's, um, it has the element of air. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, Basui talked a little about air because his name, Mshu. Mm -hmm. um, but the center of your chest, that heart chakra, it represents where the physical and the spiritual meet. Right. So that's really important. That's right. um, and it's govern, it governs your capacity for unconditional love and for forgiveness oh. and mm. acceptance, you know? So a closed heart chakra, oh man, it really gives way to a lot of grief. Mm -hmm. And it manifests in the form of um, people that hold grudges. I know okay. you know people that hold yeah, grudges. Yeah. They need to open mm -hmm. their heart chakra. Mm -hmm. Um, when it's blocked, a person becomes possessive and mm -hmm. codependent, and they form, they just form dysfunctional relationships. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you see people in toxic relationships, they should really do work with their heart chakra. Right, right. 
Right. Um, so, of course, when you do have a balanced heart chakra, then it allows you to heal past wounds and mm -hmm. you learn to love and you form healthy relationships. And the color for the heart chakra is green. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then the fifth one, the throat chakra, which, you know, just from preparing for this podcast, I realized that's the one I need to work on, mm -hmm. and I'll tell you why. Communication. Um, but yeah, the throat chakra is um, in charge of communication. Mm -hmm. The element is ether. So the first four chakras, their element was a physical matter. Mm -hmm. um, but now the fifth, sixth, and seventh one, mm -hmm. their element is, is uh, more uh, spatial. Okay. Yeah, so the throat chakra, its element is ether, you know, space. Mm -hmm. um, and this chakra helps you to honor personal truths without judgment. Right. So when that's blocked, a person often fears judgment from others. They may be overly talkative and a bad listener. So mm -hmm. when I read that, I was like, oh, yeah, that's me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm definitely going to start working on my throat chakra. Um, so when your throat chakra is balanced, then your voice starts to move through space to communicate your emotions in healthy ways. Mm -hmm. And... Um, it just allows you to just own your truth, you know, mm -hmm. and, and people need that. And people that feel like they can't be themselves or, you know, lack that authenticity right, that you're talking right. about, they need to go with the throat chakra yeah. so that they're not bottling up what they really feel and, and putting it deep down inside. The throat chakra allows you to say this. And um, the color for that is blue. Okay. Yeah. Which is my favorite color. That's your color. favorite color? Oh, yeah. And look at you doing a podcast. So clearly, your throat chakra. Clearly. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's so, that's what I'm saying about the subconscious. It's so interesting that even when we're not, oh, mm -hmm. when we didn't know about these things, yeah, yeah. we have still played we these things out. Yeah. Right. We still right. were operating in them. Mm -hmm. You still love to talk. And, yeah. blah, blah, blah. and look, look at that throat chakra. It's all you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> True. And then um, the sixth chakra, which is beautiful, uh, that's the one that we call the third eye. You know, that's that mystical one. Um, yeah. This one takes a little time to open. You know, mm -hmm. some people have trouble with this one. Um, um, the element is mm. light, mm -hmm. and it's the third, uh, the third eye is located right between your eyebrows. Mm -hmm. um, and when you start to stimulate that, you can actually feel it pulsating, you know? Like when you start to do things that really resonate with your third chakra, right. you can feel a little, oh, yeah. little heartbeat pulsating right in between your eyes, you know? Yeah, pressure. Yeah. So this chakra is all about intuition and it actually governs the rest of the chakras. You know, mm -hmm. the rest of your chakras can uh, be affected by how much your third eye is operating. Mm -hmm. So it provides uh, wisdom that can't that can't be seen or heard by ordinary senses. That's the importance of the third the third eye. Mm -hmm. um, so when this chakra is blocked, you'll find that people um, they they're usually closed-minded or mm -hmm. cynical or right. untrusting and just you know too attached to logic. You know, okay. um, but when your third eye is open, then you have insight mm -hmm. and you start to really trust the universe to help you face your challenges. Right, you know, right, right. you're not walking around like that with that, ugh, that dogmatic way where you just can't mm. take any new information in. Right. So, um, and then that color is indigo, which is, indigo. indigo is similar to blue, right? It's like a bluish purple. Right, right. Yeah, it's, it's indigo. It's deeper. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. a deeper blue. That's, that's the third, um, the third eye, is okay. the, that indigo. And then we have the last one, which okay. is uh, the seventh one is your crown chakra. And you know, seven, the number of completion. Completion. So yes. there we go. Um, and it's, it's the, it's actually a little above your head. So it's mm -hmm. not even exactly touching your head. Like that area ab right above your head right. okay. is the crown chakra. Um, and this is the one that's often depicted. Like I know um, you see pictures, for, especially from 
the, like the Indian, uh, like they do a lot of the artwork. Hindu. Yeah, mm-hmm. they'll always depict the crown chakra as a a thousand petal lotus. That's like the right. symbol the lotus, right. for the lotus. yeah the, lotus symbol, the center right. of enlightenment. So okay. that is when you see that, you know they're talking about the crown chakra. You know they're talking about enlightenment. Mm-hmm. So um, this seventh chakra. It's our spiritual connection to our higher selves Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and also our spiritual connection to the divine. Mm -hmm. So it helps you understand who you are beyond this physical place, you know? Okay. Right. So it actually, you know, it reminds us, and this is what Infudishi always says, uh, Basui's teacher, Infudishi, he always says, we are spiritual beings having a human human experience. experience, Exactly. Mm -hmm. So that's what the crown chakra is here to remind us of. Um, So when that's blocked, then you just, you feel disconnected from everything and everyone. And you think that happiness comes from an outside source. Right. So people that um, don't understand what they have within them, that whole knowing thyself and recognizing yourself and that voice that we were talking about earlier. Right, right. Yeah, no one who doesn't hear that, you know, if you don't hear that voice, you, you have issues with your crown chakra. You okay. need to work on that. Um, because folks that have a blocked crown chakra, they think that everything good happens outside, outside of, them. of themselves. Yeah, they don't yeah. have it within. Um, and you also suffer in this life. People mm-hmm. with a uh, blocked crown chakra, they look at this life as suffering. You know, yeah. they're waiting for something to happen, right. like something external to, in order to be they're happy. Right. Sitting and waiting for a savior. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's folks that, you know, need some work on their crown chakra. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because, mm-hmm. like, crown, remember, kings, queens. Queen, yeah. You are a king. You are a queen. Yeah, like, yeah. know that about yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you, don't feel your, if you don't feel like you're that, then you need to work on your and, crown chakra. And, and that's a, you're, you're a king or a queen. And remember to all you Christians out here that um, Jesus says that the kingdom of God is it's within, within you. you. Yes, he Uh-oh. sure did. Uh-oh. There you go. Crown chakra. Uh-oh. That's what he's talking about. See all these codes Uh-oh. in the Bible. But we're getting too deep. We're getting too deep. Okay. <laughs> we, we but, um, I promised that I was going to be good yeah. today. I'm going to try. Yeah, so, you know, when your crown chakra is open and balanced, then you just feel like in any situation that comes to you, yeah. you have joy. Um, and the joy that comes from an endless supply, you know? Yeah, so yeah. this chakra is um, it's really best open through meditation, you know? Okay, like if you yeah. have trouble tapping into that, going within and, and seeing your place with the divine mm-hmm. and that you are divine, you, you have to do a meditation practice because yes. the crown chakra isn't open any, I mean, yeah, there's crystals and all types of other stuff that we mm-hmm. talked about, but meditation is a good way to mm-hmm. get to get ready with your crown chakra. Right. And this um, color is usually represented by um, violet or violet, white. Purple. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. violet or white. Amethyst, mm-hmm. oh yeah. Yeah, so we'll talk about crystals a little later, but that's the chakras. So did that, did that you understood that? That makes sense? I, I yeah. did, and, and I, not only did it make sense, but it made sense to what we were talking, talking about oh, earlier, yeah. even with the awakening. There are no coincidences. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, to give it uh, a, a bit of a more, uh, a bit of a more, uh, a little bit of a, it's kind of really drive the point home mm-hmm. that um, we are really microcosms of creation, you know, and when you look at the seven chakra system, mm-hmm. and these are the main chakra, you know, mm-hmm. we got like. Yeah, there's more, yeah, yeah, yeah there's some, right, there's some just within your head, you know. Right, <laughs> yeah, you know, there are many more above your head, but uh, you just look at the, the, the main chakra, let's take the first five. Now, we understand that there are five domains or what they call kingdoms, you know, that progress in life. And that's the way creation formed. Mm -hmm. You know, first there was the mineral, there was the earth, you know, then there was the plant, then there was the uh, animals, then the human domain, then the The spirit domain is right afterwards. And so when you look at the the chakra, the, the progression of the chakras, this is the way that energy, the progression 
of energy through your body. Okay. Right. right? And so now you want to look at the, the chakra. You actually have a chakra below your feet. You know, that's the earth chakra. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people who study the chakras, they subscribe to, no, not they, but we, we subscribe to the notion that there is a, what's called a, a, an earth chakra, which is a cord, a subtle cord mm -hmm. that grounds us all to the core of the earth. We're the all gravity. grounded yeah, to the line. core. Yeah. Okay. That's where we're getting our energy from. And this is why they say that um, it's always good to walk out in the, in the park barefoot, barefoot right. you know, because that you're, you're taking up the energy now right. through the core. Does, the, the, does Kiana know that? Because, yes. Oh, oh yeah. I'm being, yeah funny. I'm, I'm being funny right now because. Uh, oh, I don't like I don't like being barefoot see, outside. I like being barefoot oh, outside, no. and she's always getting on me like, "Why are you walking out outside with no shoes?" Because right, I right, right. Like, I think it's weird because it's like I like walking on the ground. We live in the well, city, yeah, yeah, though. Yeah, like, come in on. The, in the conditions I, we live right, in. Right. When when I choose to do the grounding, I go to a place that I've looked at and that I've looked, it's clean, okay, you know, okay. I, I can't, I just, when I see people right. out here in these New York streets, right. barefoot, it disgusts but, me. Yeah, I cannot. These, these days, you gotta get your own little patch of dirt, yeah, put it in the park. I'm not putting these, <laughs> but these I'm divine about, feet on anybody's about, grass. I'm like, talking about in my own yard. People don't curb but, their right, dogs, right, people right. spit, like, oh. uh, I have a little, I have, you know, just a little aside, yeah. I have OCD issues with, um, <laughs> with cleanliness, so right, I, I right. have yeah. some issues, but, but yeah. on, a, on a serious <laughs> note, though, I, I literally love being barefoot. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. you're good. You're you know, good. I, I love walking in, in the dirt. So right, I, right. I, I love to have my feet. Yeah, that's, that's our natural co uh, yes. connection that we want to feel with the core. Yeah, you know that's what totally I mean? normal. Yes, mm -hmm. okay. All right, go ahead. Yeah, and so, <laughs> so when you look at the, the progression of the, the domains in mm -hmm. life and you look at the progression of energy through the body, from the chakra, you have your earth chakra, mm -hmm. you know, and now you're talking about the earth was the first part of creation, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? That had to be created first. And then you have, we're coming up to our, uh, the root chakra, mm -hmm. you know, which is the one at the base of the spine that Kiana was talking about. And so when you think of roots, you know, you're thinking about plants, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. plants are deeply rooted into the earth. And that's what yes. keeps you centered. That's why the root chakra keeps you centered. That's your mm -hmm. grounding chakra mm -hmm. and your centering chakra. And then as you're progressing up, now you're talking about your sacral chakra. This is where you get your intuition. This is what makes you intuitive. And when you think of um, intuition, you think of instinct. Mm -hmm. The same thing. You know, animals have instincts, we have intuition. Yes. But yes. they're both the same. same they're thing. interchangeable. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, and that's what you're thinking about. As soon as you think about it, you think about animals because they are bought in to nature oh yeah you know what i mean they don't have a consciousness that tells it i don't want to do that right. they're bought into the nature script which oh, is yes. the script you know a great script to be bought into <laughs> okay. you know what i mean and that's why we should follow animals in for certain stuff you know because they show us the natural energies that nature emanate, mm -hmm. uh, emanates mm -hmm. and so when you move up now you have your solar plexus chakra we are solar beings, you know, we are the creations of, we get our energy from the from sun, the sun. Yeah. you know? And then as Kiana said, these are your physical mm -hmm. uh, realms, physical chakra. And so when you get to your heart chakra now, that's the opening of the spiritual realm. Mm -hmm. okay. And you know, so that's the fifth domain, the spiritual domain. Okay. And so it, it just shows you that as they say, what is above, above is below. So below. Right, we right. are microcosms okay, of the whole, the total. Okay, that's what I wanted to, to make sure we understood. You're, you're, now you're talking about domains like um, astral 
domain. So we're talking still. Are, are we in that place right well, now? Well, yeah, we no, moved you from right, right. The, we we just the moved to the astral domain, yeah. right? Okay. But we're talking about progression on the physical plane okay. first, and then and then to the astral all the way up, yeah, right? Okay. Because we are the embodiment of all of that. Yes. I mean, we are the same minerals that you know are in the cosmos. The we're yes, made of yes, those minerals. Yes, yes. But yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I was aware of that. You can continue. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I wanted to make sure that we were all on oh. the same plane. <laughs> oh, no, but yeah, but I was ending it there because oh, okay. now we're talking about the spiritual domain and everything past the heart, mm -hmm. as Kiana laid out, is all spiritual. All These spiritual. are all your spiritual charts. Now, you is have... that where we would come in with our, our, our natal charts? Because our natal charts take place in the astral plane. Oh, yeah. Right. Right, right. Yeah. right. So it's a great segue to bring us oh, into, yeah. into that right now. So the question then becomes, when we were talking, when I was talking with um, Kalia, my, my new intern, um, we were talking about whether or not mankind actually has a free will or are we predestined? And um, it's a good question to, to actually, there are so many people that I've talked to who do not believe in free will, who believes that everybody has a predetermined state Mm. And that that's the state that they're in no matter what. Oh, no. I personally, I believe in free will because I believe that we have the ability to change. Right, right. And so when we're talking about our natal charts, though, our natal charts give us a, a snapshot of who we were. Or who we are, right. or who we were, <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, from the day we were born. Uh, I don't know a lot about it because I just now started to actually put it together with everything else that we were doing. Okay. So let's yeah, talk about that expansive. for a minute because yes, because we at least we did our natal charts. Mm -hmm. So um, let's talk about that for a moment. Let's. Uh, I'm gonna turn that over to Mr. right here. <laughs> I, I guess for you know people who will listen to this yeah, uh, in, the, in the future, just to kind of give them a yeah. a description of what we're talking about, right? So the natal chart, and you, for those who have seen it before, you know that it's the round pie kind of chart, and it's divided up into twelve sections, right? And so what that is is it was our ancestors looking at the sky. And they saw a bunch of dots, you know, they saw it was dotted, heavenly dotted, right? And they saw that along these dots and the patterns, certain groups had patterns, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And they looked like they formed shapes of animals, you know? So what they would do is they would divide each of those clusters up and say, this is the, uh, this is Gemini, you know what I mean? And they would start allocating names to these clusters, mm -hmm. you know, and those were called constellations, right? Just groups of stars that form what looks to be like animals, right? So, um, so that's what that was, you know, that's how the, the, the zodiac came about. And so they ascribed all of them houses. So each one of those constellations has its own house okay. originally. Even though when we do our natal chart, you know, the houses move. Right, right. But originally, each constellation has its own house. And it follows the progression of the zodiac. So Aries is, ascribes the first house, the second house, Taurus, and the third house, Gemini, right? Originally. And that's important to know when we, we get deeper into it. So to go into the aspects of the natal chart, so here's your chart mm -hmm. divided into 12. And it's thought of to look at it as a school. You look at the chart as a school. You look at the houses 
as the classrooms. Okay. And you look at the planets as the teachers. And you look at the, the, zo the actual zodiacs that are, are the signs that are in each classroom as the teaching styles, right? And that's what it is. So the planets tell you what to do. Mm -hmm. The signs tell you the style in which you should do it, right? And the, the houses are the rooms that you're doing them in. And you know, so those, those 12 houses represent the 12 different areas of life, okay. you know, that you go through as you progress. And so that there is your, I guess your surface definition of the natal chart. Because those are the main functions. You have your, you know, you have the chart, you have the houses, mm -hmm. you have the, the, the zodiac signs themselves, mm -hmm. and you have the planets. Okay. That's what we're looking at right. when we look at our natal chart. Now we want to see how they all interplay with each other and how they influence us. Right. And that's what that is. We want to see how those energies are determining our, you know, uh, creating our, uh, what would you say, I guess, um, creating our character. Let's put oh, it yeah. that way, creating our total character. I love how you, that analogy of the school and the teachers in the classroom, oh, that's beautiful. Because that, I mean, if yeah, I didn't know what a natal chart was, your description, I, I get it. Um, so I just want to note that in order to get your natal chart, mm -hmm. you have to enter right. your date of birth. Right. You have to enter your time of birth. Mm -hmm. And you have to enter your place of birth. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you don't know your time and your place, then you really cannot get your natal chart because it's not just about your birthday. So I know, you know, growing up, it's like, oh, what's your birthday? Oh, you did sign. Oh, let me tell you your horoscope. It's, it's more complex than that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. Yes. So once you have the time of birth and the place of birth, now we have a snapshot of what was in the sky, mm -hmm. the moment you escaped from your mother's womb. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. right, and that's right. gonna be different. Mm -hmm. So if, if two people were born at the same time, mm -hmm. they couldn't have been born in the same place. Right. So their charts are gonna be slightly different mm -hmm. because on the other side of the world, it's daytime here in the US, but it's nighttime in China, you right. know? Right, so exactly. now the time is different, you know, and, and the place. So the way the sky moves and the way our ancestors early, early, the first people to really sit and just look up and, and, and chart that, like it's I'm amazing. so grateful it's to them. Amazing. It's amazing. Without technology. I mean, right. you, know, you know, what know? we have today, but we have oh no clue as to what they use. It's so amazing to think of yeah. and to know that they figured out that that meant something. Right. So here we are in 2020, and I know we all did our charts at different times. Mm -hmm. um, I got my first chart in 2017. Right. I know, Basu, mm -hmm. you got yours like seven, eight years ago. Right, right. But you know, it doesn't matter when. Just know that in this present time, you are using ancient technology yes. that right. looked up in the sky and said, right. the, the, the precise moment and place that you were born is going to now play into your character yeah. as you travel on this right. journey. That is amazing. Mm -hmm. Yes, and again, because I always like to enlighten everybody who's listening to us. And I, and I want to mention, because while Kiana was talking, I was thinking about the three wise kings mm -hmm. oh, who followed go. the mm -hmm. stars and mm -hmm. the, uh, the movement of the planets mm -hmm. to, to find um, mm -hmm. Christ. And so Christ's precise day and time of birth obviously played a big part also right. in, into this development right, right. Of, of Christianity. So... I know that for a, long, for a lot of people, um, a lot of Christians who might be listening to us might be saying, oh my God, I can't believe that they're talking about 
natal chart and, right. and astrology. I mean, well, if yeah. only and, they and knew. Look, can I double down on if that? If only yes. they knew can I, can the I double codes down on that, that were in the Bible. Okay, yes. so just look at the chart in itself. Understand that the middle of the chart is, represents the earth, right? That's the earth. Mm -hmm. That's us. You know, that's, that's you, because this is your personal chart, so that's you on the planet Earth. Mm -hmm. You have a company of 12 disciples. These are your 12 disciples. These 12 uh, houses and mm -hmm. signs, mm -hmm. they're going to be with you for the rest of your life. Yes. You know, so, I mean, I don't want to insinuate anything, <laughs> but I'm just trying to say, you are in the middle, and you have 12 disciples that will follow you your whole life. You know, and they're going to help influence and shape your life. Yeah. You yeah. know, so. But what I, I, what I want us to do is to have an open mind. Right. I, I don't want us to be closed-minded because, like you just said, Kiana, and I don't open know if this up. went over anybody's head, but there's a lot of codes in the Bible. Right. And the whole the world is coded. And, and if you are only thinking on the level of, this is what's written, so this right. is what I'm, you, you, you're missing so. Nah, yeah. you're you missing. have to be wise. There's nothing wrong. Right. There's really and I mean, wrong the story itself, three wise men. Three it didn't wise. say three any old bodies. It didn't say, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, they specifically named them wise men, which right. is a tool for you. You have to be wise mm -hmm. in order to find what yes. you're looking for. Right. And I just want us to always keep our minds open to the truth. If you're, right. if you're looking for the truth, you're going to find the truth. But yeah. if you're going to yeah. stay closed-minded about things, then, then you're not going really, to really discover I mean, anything. yeah, you know, everything ain't for everybody. My grandma, your mother, mm -hmm. she always says, eat the meat, spit out the bones. The meat, so if anyone's bones. listening and they just feel like there's no meat here for them, then put the whole chicken down, like whatever. <laughs> but um, hopefully... Mm -hmm. People will take something from it and start applying it and, and open a whole new world for them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, whether you like it or not, you're still on this journey. Mm -hmm. Now, you can choose to spend your entire existence doing nothing with your journey. Right. right. But time isn't going to wait for you. Like, it's still going to go on. It's not going to stop so that when you're ready to start your journey, it continues. No, it's happening without That's you. That's right. right. So you can either stay on. You can definitely stay on autopilot until you die. That's the option. You, yeah. yeah. That's definitely Well, we were talking option. about that at the uh, Look, mm -hmm. your ego yeah. is the default. Oh, yeah. And your ego is with you for your whole life. It'll yeah. say, hop on my back. I'll take you through life. Exactly. Don't worry about the higher consciousness Yeah, stuff. you could live like that. I'll, That's you know, not I'll a take problem. You through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll get you You don't have to yeah. open any of these chakras if you don't want nah, to. No problem. Everybody <laughs> has the right to be crazy, and, as and, my teacher and says. It brings us, <laughs> and it, it brings but, us right back to the whole question of free will. Because you do have, and this is, and, and, a, and it also brings you back to the whole idea of freedom. Yes. Now, you, you can't pick and choose what freedom is. If, mm. if, if you mm. as a Christian, and, and Christianity is my, is my foundation because I mm -hmm. study Christianity. Um, I do know some of the other religions, but I'm not going there because I'm not trying to be an expert on any religion. Right. But I know in Christianity, and we, we talk about freedom. We say that um, Christ came and set us free. Free from what? Because if the answer is bondage, then you need to understand mm. that there's a lot of things that keep you in bondage. And if you've been freed from bondage, that means you've been freed to explore. That's right. And to walk. Um, one of my favorite verses in the Bible is, come, let us reason together. Because it is like, I have questions. 
And I shouldn't be afraid to ask those questions. Right. And I shouldn't be afraid <clears throat> to go on this search. Yeah. And the ask universe the has questions. Yeah. Key, mm -hmm. key phrase. Right. Ask the questions. Yeah. Exactly. Don't be afraid to do it. Yeah. All right. So. Yeah. So. Uh, all right. Well, now. And, you know, this is why we say and, you know, we hear people talk about uh, they'll say it on a surface level and just let's read in the horoscopes in the magazine. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're an Aries. You're like this. You're a Libra. You're like this. You're it's very hard to do that. Right. To just pinpoint a person's character or determine it by what they, the sun sign. You know, mm -hmm. when we get into the natal charts, we'll understand that what they talk about when they talk about, uh, when they try to ascribe a person to one sign, that's just their sun sign. Mm -hmm. You know, that was whatever sign the sun was in at the moment that they were born. Right. That's the sign that you read in the horoscopes, you know, okay. that tells you that you're such and such, you're such and such. But we find out that when we read the natal chart, it, and y'all, I mean, can attest to this. It's oh, yeah. so much deeper than that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can be in uh, a Leo on surface, yeah. but if you're depending on where your moon is and where what your conjuncts, you know, your, what they say about each other, and your aspects say about each other, you may not have any Leo qualities that people may be looking for from you. Yeah. So it, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, it's that deep. And it has to really be respected that way. Oh, yeah. You know, when we talk about the natal chart. And so, I mean, just going through, if we want to just go through and understand that yeah. all of the, the 12 signs in the zodiac, they all have governing planets. Mm -hmm. You know, we know all the zodiacs are governed by a planet. It's important, too, because the natal chart is all about where your planets line up, right? And so you want to know in what houses that these planets are in. And they tell you that in what areas of life you need to focus on. Okay. If you don't have planets in your house, that's not a bad thing. Remember, planets are teachers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you have planets in your house, that's telling you that's a lesson you need to focus on. I'm okay. trying to teach you this. If you don't have planets in your house, that means maybe in a previous life you learned that lesson. Yeah. Okay. I don't need to be taught this lesson. Okay. And I'm okay. You know, um, don't ignore it. Just understand it. You know, get a reading on it on what it's all about. But you don't need to focus on it. The plan, what you need to focus on is where you have a lot of planets. Okay, so we have 12 have the, houses because we have 12 planets. Is that how that works? Uh, well, um, yeah. no, 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 okay. no, 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 no. Well, because um, some houses, well, the houses are ascribed to the, not the planets, to okay. the, the signs, the zodiac oh, okay. signs. Okay, okay, okay. Right. And also remember the... Um, it's when you were born, the sky was a certain way, the way the earth rotates and travels. Your house may be on the other side of the planet, so you can't get to all the houses. It's, a, a natal right. chart doesn't generally have all the houses okay. at once because that's a full circle, okay. and that would be going around the whole globe. So at a certain time you were born, any of us were born, mm -hmm. it's going to be those houses that were in the sky at the time. Okay. Oh. Right. So your chart doesn't have one through twelve. No, it doesn't. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or just to say, well, I would say that nothing will be present in yeah. the, my, in those. Right. You know? yeah. yeah, they'll be yeah. there, but nothing yeah. may nothing may be present in right. some of them. Right. You know, okay. you'll have activity going on in, in right. a good amount. Because of them. then, on the other side, um, you know, the aspects that's mm -hmm. that's different. Oh man, each because. There's an explanation for each house has it how it represents to you. Okay. So your natal chart is twofold. Right. It has what scrapes from you know 
the, the, the planets, like when mm -hmm. you were born, and then it also has how you as an individual relate in each house. Now, right. does the degrees play any part in this at all? They, they do. Yeah, yeah, so that makes it even more complicated. <laughs> even more, that's what I'm right. saying, that, and that's what makes us unique. You know how yes, we're always talking about say that. how our fingerprints aren't mm -hmm. identical. This is, this is exactly why the natal chart shows you how two people will never be, never the, be same the same. Because never the sky be the is not going to be like that. It's always shifting. The, the earth is moving. As we travel through, mm -hmm, the sky mm -hmm. is changing. That's why people that go to planetariums and look at the night sky, they can go every day and they'll see something different. Okay. Because mm -hmm. we, are, we do not stay still. Nothing stays still. That's right. So that's the beautiful... You're looking at your fingerprint on yes. paper. Like, yes. this is your unique pattern. That's right. You, we won't get that again. Our, no two charts are going to look the same. Wow. Okay. That's, that's amazing. As I'm looking here and I'm listening to you and I'm looking at my chart <laughs> and I'm seeing the differences. Yeah, this is definitely like a fingerprint. You're absolutely correct. And then don't forget that, um, you know, each sign is, is based on a certain month. So, you know, January and February, that's Capricorn and Aquarius. Mm -hmm. And then March. So, depending on when you're born... That's a, we already know when they're telling you what your sign is, they're telling you what sign was in the mm. sky when you were born. That's already right. fixed. Yeah. So that means you can't get stuff that's in the sky in December because it's April. You mm -hmm. know, you just mm -hmm. can't get it. It's not there. It's on the other side. Right, right. So it's like you just can't get that. Okay. So it'll show up in other ways. And the thing about the, the planets is, remember, like I said, each sign is governed by a planet or two planets. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Right? So... Remember, I said the planets were the teachers and the houses are the classrooms. Okay. So let's say you have, you're in a school and the school bell rings, mm -hmm. which means that the houses are turning, mm -hmm. right? Same, just kind of equate that to that. And the teacher from one class says, oh, I got to teach in this class, meaning your planet is leaving the house that they were ascribed to and mm -hmm. goes to, to another, another house. house. And she understands that perfectly because she does subbing. <laughs> yes. Okay, there you go. Yes. So this teacher, remember, the signs are the teaching styles, uh -huh. right? So when the teacher goes to another class, they're bringing their teaching style with them. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so when you have Mercury, which is in the, the third house, mm -hmm. right? And uh, I'm sorry, Gemini's in the third house. That's the original governing sign of the third house. Uh, Mercury governs Gemini. Right. So let's say Mercury says... Well, I got to go to the sixth house okay. in the next period. All right. So Mercury is going to bring the characteristics of Gemini, its teaching style, with it okay. into yeah. the, the classroom. Yeah. And now you're not just looking at uh, the sixth sign isolated by itself. You're looking at Mercury along with Gemini. Right, how it Those plays Gemini characteristics mm -hmm. and how they fit into the house of work in the house of service which is the sixth house mm -hmm. right. you know so it's so oh man it's so it's only i'm not want to use the word complex mm -hmm. it's beautiful you know yeah. it's it's really like looking at poetry it's looking at your soul on paper yeah but it is complex you know it is it, it seems complex it's not right. but it's definitely <laughs> something to be appreciated right I, I didn't want to yeah <laughs> i didn't want to use the word complex because i want it to be understood that it's something to be appreciated oh, yeah. and a lot of people don't appreciate complexity you know what i mean so <laughs> I it's do. something to be appreciated when you yeah. really get into it and then you're understanding about the um yeah even they have being that they're divided up into 12s now they have polarities you know and 
directly 180 from each other, you're looking at two signs that complement each other. Mm -hmm. They have to be taken into account for. Because if you have a lot of planets that are in one house, directly 180 from there, that means this house probably has some issues, or no, the planets, the house that has the most planets, that may have three planets, they have a lot of issues that need to be worked on. So directly 180 from that house, that sign that's in that house can be utilized to help balance mm -hmm. the sign directly 180 with all that of the issues in it. Yeah. Right, so you need to focus now on the house that's 180 from it and to help balance it out. Right. You know, so we're really looking at a puzzle here. Oh, yeah. You know, and how to play the puzzle. It's almost like it's a game, you know, and that we can mm -hmm. manipulate the pieces as we see fit. So going back to the whole free will, mm -hmm. yeah, our free will is looking at your chart <laughs> and understanding that, oh, I need to get better in this area so I can help this area out. Okay. You know, there's a lot of compromising that can be done yeah. on this chart. Yeah, it's like the, the free will part is... It's up to you how you do it mm -hmm. <laughs> and when you do it mm -hmm. or if right. you don't do it. Right. That's the right. free will, yeah, yeah. you know? Because you can choose not to You can choose not to. All right, can we talk about some of our house positions so we can get an understanding of, um, like, because you had mentioned that if you have a... The a, meaning of the house? No, because you, you had mentioned just now that if you have um, a certain amount of planets, um, uh, planets Plan in one house, for instance, that right. you have to work on that. Let's talk about that for a little bit. Yes. So let's talk about um, let's talk about our own charts for a second to talk about our house positions. Now, do, okay. do you, for instance, have more than one planet in one house? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so let's talk about that. I have multiple planets in my seventh house. Okay. The house of relationships. So what does that mean exactly then? That you have problems with your relationship? <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. No, it doesn't mean that you have problems. It means that's an area that you should concern yourself with or else okay. a problem can arise. Yeah. Okay. So you need to kind of really look at it. And now the thing I was telling you about before, directly 180 from the seventh house is the first house. Okay. Right? And they work that way too when you get into the descriptions of the houses they complement each other. Okay. Because the seventh house is the house of relationships. Directly 180 is the house of self. <laughs> and you know what's hilarious? It, it, this is the funny part. Mm -hmm. Your chart has a lot of, what you just said? What'd you say? <laughs> what, a relation? lot of planets in his house. A lot of planets, yeah. yeah. And my chart has the majority of planets in the first. In the first house. So he and I, <laughs> as a couple, are, have already balanced <laughs> right, ourselves. Right, right, exactly. exactly. <laughs> there you go, there you go. And for me, my most planets are in my fifth house. I don't know what that means, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just the fifth house is all about self-expression. <laughs> well, no, the fifth house is, well, yeah, it's, kind of, it's will, fun, and children. Yeah, it says self-expression, creativity, romance, and children. Right, mm -hmm. romance, yeah. right. It reveals how you have fun and what kind of romantic you are and how you express yourself creatively. 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 All right, so Perfect. the fact that mm -hmm. I have all, uh, that I have the most of my planets are in the fifth house, what is, explain to me what that would mean then, so I can have an idea. What does that mean, Basui? Well, that means that, um, uh, well, 
Does on the it, surface does, level. Does it depend on what planets are in there? Does yes. That, that, does that make a oh, difference? Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. that, oh, well, which planets are in there, actually? Okay, so the planets that are in my fifth house is the moon, Mars, and Uranus is all in my fifth house. Okay. Okay, so, well, the moon, as we know, it deals with a lot of emotions. That's emotions, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to worry about Uranus too much because that's, that's a generational. generational. Yeah, it's right. not individual. Okay. Um, and the generation what is what, like one? 20 years? Oh, okay, then Mars. The All right, yeah. so what about Mars? Moon and Mars. Yeah, the moon and Mars then. And those are the only two, really. Everything okay. else is all over. I, there is no duplicates. Oh, okay. Well, so yeah, you know well, Mars, is, um, Mars, Mars, is, Mars is the go-getter. You yeah. know, Mars governs Aries. You know, mm -hmm. so Mars is a doer. Right. You know, Mars is that energy of, of action, putting things in, into action. And you said initiating house things. tells you how to do it? Yeah. What did you say how about house? The house is just the area of life. Oh, the area, right. Right. So I guess to give a quick recap for mm -hmm. people who are going to listen to this, yeah. uh, each house has its own description okay. of an area of life, right? So the first house is yourself, your okay. self-image, how you see yourself. I am, right? Um, or what, what you think about yourself, all of the stock that you put into yourself. And that's your first house. That's, that's the, your, that's the that's first the house. That's the first house. Okay. Not right. necessarily your first not yours, house, but yeah. right, first right, house. exactly, exactly. Yeah, if so things are in the first house, that's what it's about. So if you only have one right. thing in the first house, then that means you're not really too much into your self-image. Okay. Right. But and what, what, is, well, what is that one thing? What Venus. Would be the planet. Love. Venus. Okay, right. Mm -hmm. right. So, so that's what I'm saying. But it depends on the planet, because Venus is the planet of love, right? Yeah. Right. And look, and if the sun is in your first house, then you are yes, you are very self. Centered. Okay, well, my, my <laughs> you know, son is not in my first house. Okay, yeah, but, that, but I'm just trying to drop <laughs> yes. home the point that, right, right. depending on the planet okay. that's in that house. It manifests yeah, yeah. differently. Yeah. Oh, so okay. read seven, because you said you had a lot of stuff in seven. So you did one, because I'm one. Yeah. Do five, because she's five, and then do seven for yourself. Right. Okay, uh, five is the house of will, fun, uh, romance, and, and children. Mm -hmm. Right, so mm -hmm. those are things that are pretty much and you have a, right. If you have a moon, you, you would have a strong emotional That's where attachment you're emotional to yeah. your ties, your family, with those things. Mm -hmm. uh, and then it would make sense that Venus would be in that house because of love, right? Your Venus. I thought you said uh, your, your Venus, Venus is, is in first. In the first house. Right? Yeah, you didn't say Venus was in fifth house. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Venus is in first. So, yeah, my moon and my... Um, Mars. And Mars is in... And Mars represent what? Moon and Mars. You're yeah. like... Mars is the go-getter. Mars yeah. is the, go the initiator. Mm -hmm. okay. You know, wants so you to organize things. So you do all that stuff things. for those things, for your family, right, for your... Right. What's the other stuff you said? Your children and your, right, your, your fun. Right, your family, your children. Like, yeah, you plan all around those topics because that's what's important to you. Right. Okay. Which is why we're all going to Aruba. Thank you, Mother. Yes. <laughs> right. And that's it. See? That's it. And then tell us about seven, because that's your stuff. Yes. Well, yeah, seven is your partner, uh, how you relate to other people, and how you harmonize. Well, so what signs are in your are in seventh for you? I have let me get to the mic. I have Neptune. That's generational. Yeah, generational. Uh, my seventh house, I have Neptune, the North Node, and the Moon. So emotions also. Right, 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 right. Uh, you know what? I, my seventh, my, oh, my Moon seventh, I think they were lessons that I already learned. <laughs> you okay. know? What, what yeah, kind yeah, of lessons you know. are learned in that house? 
and uh, with that, and with well, the when you're, if your moon yeah. is in seventh, you can have a very uh, uh, deep attachment. Hey, that's to like the song. Moon when the moon is in the seventh house. Yes, yes. Is my Jupiter aligned with Mars? Yeah, is Jupiter aligned with Mars? Because I like to know. That's a song from Hair, right? That's a way. I don't know what the song is from, but that's Aquarius. Yeah, that's that's Hair. That's some man. Let's go get those lyrics because that song is deep. It's talking about this stuff, this planetary stuff. And y'all thought y'all was just singing musicals. It's like his moon is in the seventh house. See? Now, mine would say that being that my moon is in the seventh house, it says that um, I need to control my tendency to depend on others for emotional stimuli. Okay. Right? And that would be the moon in the seventh. You know, okay. the moon, it's a uh, tendency emotional, to right. be emotional yeah. to others or and then get seventh that. is relationships so yeah right 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 so you know you see how the style gels with the house that okay. you're in okay you know, so you know staying with up. staying with emotions um your you said your moon was in seven moon is in seven and your moon caroline was my, in my moon was in the fifth house right interesting yeah okay so my moon is in the fourth house so my emotions are in this area tell me about the fourth house is that um home i believe uh, the fourth is home. The fourth should be home. Uh, yes, the fourth is home. I feel. Okay, so um, that's where my moon is. So my emotions are always about how I feel. Right. right. <laughs> and um, I feel very strongly about my home life. You feel very yeah. right, strongly yeah. about your home Which life. Which makes sense, you know. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. You wear your emotions on your So, sleeves. yeah, I think instead of trying to tackle the natal chart as a whole, because it's so expansive, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. just try to, like, pull out some key points, right. and then the three of us will share from right. our chart to just give the folks an example, because yeah. this is something that's really complex. Really, really complex. So we right. can't really explain it over mm -hmm. the... It's better to look at it. Mm -hmm. So I'll go first. So I will read what it says about myself. My moon is in the fifth house, and we know that moon's about emotions, right? Mm -hmm. That's what we said. Yeah. Um, so it says, people with the moon in the fifth house have an inner need for creative self-expression. They put a lot of importance on romance because it emotionally fulfills them. They are very talented in creative activities and they work well with children. Right. They experience fluctuations in their romantic relationships and they are able to express themselves in a genuine way. Now, I know that that's on me. Mm. I know for a fact, Kiana and I were just talking about um, this morning how I realized about myself that I am a very, very romantic person. I, and she said to me, well, where did you get that from? I'm like, I don't know, maybe I grew up thinking that this is how romance should be. But now that we're talking about our charts and I mean, we're thinking that this came from watching too much television and seeing yeah. too much romance, but According yeah, to my trust, there's a natural <laughs> energy, right? There's a this natural is, energy. This that is obviously my that. natural way of being. I love romance. I am a very romantic person, and I and that's what turns me on. But somebody else, which might not planet was your moon in? Uh, what planet was my moon in? What, what does that mean? I what? mean, I'm sorry, not planet sign. My my apologies. Okay, so my moon's in Leo. Moon Leo in the fifth house. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. 
and and Leo is very like forceful. So okay, you well, go about all that stuff in right, that way. Well, and then hear what it says. Leo moons have passionate, mm-hmm. expressive emotions. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There That's is an passion inner, and emotion. Yeah, there is an inner fire to them. Yeah. As they tend to have a flair for the dramatic. <laughs> Though this sign is known to love the spotlight, a Leo moon may not necessarily crave the praise of the public. They may actually prefer this attention in more comfortable settings, like within their family or a close group of friends. At home, Leo moons are known to make big emotional displays, enthusiastically getting their feelings and points across. And they are ultimately children at heart people who are lovers of spontaneity and fun. So I'll just stop there because there's a lot to, um, to read after that, but I don't want to spend so much time on myself. But that's where my fifth house is, and that's where my moon is in Leo, and so I gave you that description of how it fits me. And mm-hmm. I can agree that that is mostly me. I can honestly say that. But in saying that, is that means that there is something that I need to change within that realm? Um, or I can change it, or I shouldn't change it, or I should change it? Well, what, how yeah, does that work? I would say that if you feel like, to you, yeah, it's up to you to determine if that playing in your life is beneficial or not. So if you're finding that that kind of energy is too much and it's making relationships with people not work out, then you would want to scale it back. But if okay. it's working for you and it, you're seeing that that's how you know, your life improves, then you keep it right where it is. Right. You know, so it's up to you to just see how it's manifesting, if it's to your benefit or to your detriment. Right, and another thing that you can use to, uh, if you get in, do you have any aspects with your, what's in your Leo? What planets are in your Leo? Okay, what do you Because aspects help to just, actually they will answer the question that you just asked. Uh, It answers the question of what energies can I use to help Further okay. to help. But when you say aspects, energy. what what do you, where would I find that information? Oh, like, uh, on what page? <laughs> I, that would probably that would probably be towards the end of your natal chart if we're using the same one. Are we talking That's about basically the, the angles that the planets have to each other. So if you see one planet is squared this planet or but I believe actually this There's name so many. chart. There's so many aspects because they go through each one, how each one Are we plays. talking about, so. Uh, one that's discordant. Discordant, like, okay. Right, you see or, something related to Leo. We're looking for the ones with Leo. Okay. Right. But You're looking for Leo or moon? Which are we one? looking for moon? Because my moon is discordant to Jupiter. Is that what you mean? Your moon is discordant to, to Jupiter. To Jupiter, yeah. Or, well, actually my moon is also, well, the moon, Oh, are we talking about moon? Because when we talk about this, we're not talking to, there's no Leo here. There's always, there's just the, the planet itself. Right, just the planet, right. The sign won't be there. Right, so what part of that? Because right, so, have... so what you do now when you're looking at it is you look at your moon and you look at Jupiter. And there's usually when planets are discordant to each other. Mm-hmm. Now, see, they're using uh, different terms because... They have blending The also. general term, right, they'll use blending. But the general term for blending would be, uh, I believe it's a sextile or is it uh, triune? I believe it's triune because some of the aspects help you. Some mm-hmm. of them hurt you. Hurt you. Yeah. All right, so you know, blending and, helps me and discordant hurts me. You would have to read it. It's all in your chart, lady. Okay, <laughs> well, all right, for instance, let me just... So right, discordant, no, those, those are two planets that are clashing with each other. Okay, but blending and is good. Blending is good. All right, so my moon is blending with Mars. That's what it says. So does that make a difference? Your moon is blending with Mars? Yes. 
Okay, yeah, that, that's good. Okay, that's so good. it says but, you, you have a great deal of emotional energy and you need to learn how to channel it into constructive endeavors in order to keep your balance and sanity. Right, your natal chart is gonna describe how your planets move with each other, so the description that it provides, you would just wanna follow it, because okay. it's like advice for how you can best use these planets. Okay, so basically that's what it's telling me. Yeah. It's giving me advice. Okay, all right. So yeah. That way when it starts to tell you what's clashing, mm -hmm. then that's the one you wanna kinda stay away from or, or, or just reduce it some, cause you don't need more of the clashing. Okay. You want a smooth life. So if you see that things are clashing, then you wanna do the opposite of that sign. Okay. The opposite of that planet. Okay. Because all everything has an opposite and it's on the, the 180 degree side. Okay. The direct opposite. Okay, let's move so on. So if something is clashing with this, then you could just look at what's opposite to the thing that clashes and focus on that. And okay. that's how you balance it. Right. Okay, all right, that's fine. So I will look at that. So, okay, next. Okay, so um, my moon is in the fourth house, mm -hmm. um, and it's also in Capricorn. So it says that my moon is in Capricorn, meaning that my emotional self is somewhat repressed in the name of responsibility, seriousness, and rationality. Um, I crave guidance and comfort from a teacher or parent. And because it's in the fourth house, it means I find security and safety through my home and my family. Okay. So that sounds about Which like sounds me. about yeah. like you. Yes, it does. <laughs> and the craving guidance and comfort, that's why I'm constantly going to coaches. I don't been yes. to all the coaches uh, in the world. <laughs> yes, I know. I asked you about that today because I go to no coaches. Well, you don't need that. <laughs> I don't need it. Not in your natal chart. Yes. But me, I crave that. It said crave, which means I have to. Yes. <laughs> I literally have no desire to go to any coach whatsoever. <laughs> and Basu, you want to share a little snippet yes. of your moon? Well, yeah, my, well, my moon is in the seventh house, right? The house of relations. I seem to attract sensitive people as partners. <laughs> uh, perhaps those who want to mother you or be mothered. What? Uh, well, I crave guidance of a parent. So. <laughs> And I'm bossy, you say, so I do like to mother people also. Okay. Yes, she has a bossiness to her. Yes. <laughs> uh, your feelings are greatly influenced by those with whom you are in close personal contact. Uh, you want to be popular with others. Mm. Are you inclined to seek partners who can bring out your symptomatic side or play on your emotions? Like the cards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the cards, you know? Yeah, we have those, you know, those couples cards mm -hmm. where we ask each other questions. Because uh -huh. he's not so forthcoming with info, so I oh, got the cards to just you're not, draw you're not it out of You're forthcoming with info? It's not that I'm not forthcoming with info. It's just that she's... <laughs> An oversharer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so she expects me to, you know... Uh, you know, so the cards help, you know, because I saw at. that he needed some assistance, a little nudging in that area. Okay. So that he's very cooperative when the cards come out. So. All righty now. Yeah. yeah. But, so, you know, and, and that's a great thing about the natal chart. You know, the natal chart shows you how you can compromise, whether, you know, it's with your mate or somebody at the job, mm -hmm. you know, to make, you know, the environment go a little bit smoother. You know, mm -hmm. what you can do to help play up on their characteristics without them even knowing it you know right. there's subtle right. things that you can do Absolutely. you know let's talk about the north node and Lilith because 
I was, I was trying, I was trying to get to understand the planets, and mm. which I started too. But then they hit me with the North Node, and well, then, they, that, then they hit me with the Lilith, and I'm right. like, I'm like, okay, now y'all, y'all playing with me now. So once you see your North Node, you automatically look at the house directly opposite to it to get that. That's your South Node. South Node and North Node are always 180 from each other. Okay. Right. So when you see your North Node. Look at the house opposite from it is your south node. Your south node represents all of the lessons that you didn't learn in the past. Okay. okay. And whatever house that's in, those are the lessons that you need to learn. Mm -hmm. All right. And now your north node, future aspirations, right? Um, things that are set up for you in the future or forthcomings. Um, Things that may not be too favorable for you, but are there waiting for you in the future. Okay. Almost like a prede predetermined outcome. Okay. Your, your North Node. Yeah. So, South Node is about past, and North Node is about it's future. It's about future. Right. Okay. How yeah. you should move forward. Right. And the, the note, those North and South Nodes, they're really, really focused on this um, notion of karma. So, okay. it's really right, telling right, the story. Right. Of all your journeys from um, all the lives that you've lived so far, it tells the full story of your soul's journey. So in this lifetime, you want to focus on those notes that can tell you, like Basui said, right. what you. It's kind of like the Cliff's notes of what you need to work on while you're here. Exactly. <laughs> okay. You know, like you can read the whole book, which is the, the mm -hmm. natal chart, mm -hmm. and understand mm -hmm. that, or you can just skip right to the north and south node and figure out, okay, what's the just the main idea of what I need to work on, because that's where you'll find the answer. Okay, so, so your north node tells you what you need to work on. Well, your north and south together okay. tells you where you've come from and where you're going. Okay. So that's like the short version of the entire natal chart. Right, right. Okay, so when it tells you, like, okay, so let's go through our north nodes. So my north node is in, it's in the sixth house, which means my south node is in the twelfth house. Correct, right. Yeah, I'm looking correct. at it. That's what it says. Correct. <laughs> Whatever yeah, you yeah, say. Correct. <laughs> yeah, correct. Yeah, correct. Yeah, I'm looking at me like, I don't know. This is a whole <laughs> lot of math. I have to figure that out. And That's I don't. Mathematically, yeah, I do not know. Yeah, it's like, ooh, I'm counting fingers like one, two. <laughs> yes, I'm looking at my chart, and it says my north node is in the sixth house, mm -hmm. and my south node is in the twelfth house. Okay, okay perfect. What's your twelfth house? That's uh, just like the spiritual house. Yes. Right? Yeah. The subconscious yeah. mind. Yes, yes. So, um, just to read a little bit of mine, it says, the North Node in the Sixth House signifies a karmic need to concentrate on his daily routines. He must establish a stable schedule, take care of his health, and fill his reality with activities. Such a native must get more connected with his body exercise and keep it in good shape. He is born with an overactive spiritual world, which makes him forget that he was a carnal vessel too. He must pay attention to nourish and nurture it daily, or else health problems will appear. Also, a sixth house note can bring to the native a karmic road of serving other people. He must learn to respect his co-workers and establish harmonious relations with his employees or employers, depending on what type of career he is desired to have. So it looks like I got a bit of work to do. All right. And you hear there are a lot of forthcomings yeah, in the, in yeah. the, the, about the North Note. Yeah, North yeah. Node is telling all the things that you need to do before it hits you. 
Yeah. So, I mean, so if I paid attention, as Kiana said, um, this is like the Cliff Notes version. Yeah. So if I paid attention to all of the things in the North Node that is telling me that I should be aware of, then I could best... Well, the South, um, too, the opposite. So your 12th house is your karmic past. Well, yeah, okay. like Kiana said, yeah. tell, the South is telling you where you're coming from. Yeah. You know, and... and so you okay. need to pay attention well, to The both. negative imprints okay. that you well, still... Well, then, moving forward, it says the individual South Node in the 12th house suggests that he has past time in prisons. Oh, come on, don't focus on Monasteries that. or asylums. <laughs> oh, <okay>. Asylums, probably. <laughs> oh, <I. laughs> that sounds about right. I'm really, <laughs> really. Yeah, yeah but like, remember, we're talking about the entire being of your soul. So you're Caroline now for the past, you know, five yeah, yeah. decades, but we're talking about your but soul from the beginning. Out, though. Check this out. That could and have been like this is a subconscious, thousand years ago. <laughs> this is a, a subconscious level that you're working on it. I mean, okay. you lead the, the w women's ministry, right? Yeah. And yeah. your South Node yeah. is about imprisonment. Yeah. And so here you are trying leading an organization to, of trying, right, trying, trying to help free people, people out of right, and probably exactly. So you're working on your uh, your self yeah. know your you know your okay. karmic and that's what I'm saying. It was based on your experiences even... that oh, you, now okay. you don't want people to be in the jail you were in right. or in the oh. asylum you were right. in. Right, that's what self note says. Yeah. It says you didn't get it right, so you need to do things now okay. that will focus on what you didn't get right. Okay. So focus right. more on that, and you know, right, subconsciously you you were Sub doing subconsciously, it. which is why subconsciously the work I'm doing is to free people from their own bondage. Yeah. I guess uh, based on your own bondage. Yeah, because right. you have to appreciate what came from that 12th house yeah. and then own it, own the karma of it so that Be you can yeah. move in that 6th house like you need to to yeah. balance it. That's because right. it says the 12th house is all about self-sacrifice and giving, while the 6th one indicates putting a price. 6th um, house, North Node people know how to give for free but have mm. not learned to price their efforts and products. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, a life lesson for them is to understand the value of their work through money and benefits they receive from it. Mm. Which also is because I'm so determined to free people. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. Hey, I want you to be free. I want you people, I want you people to be free. <laughs> free from, from anything that puts you in bondage. <laughs> All right, Vasily, you're up. Or Kiana, you're up. Oh, well, I have mine up right here, and yeah. then I'll pass the booklet to him. Which one are we on? on We're on note. the North We're Node. We're still on the North Node. North yeah. Node. I have that here for you. So um, my North Node is in the 10th house. Okay. So my karma was from the 4th house, which was a reliance on family. And my sole mission is to build my role in society. So it says... Um, the 10th house will urge me to explore life issues, including those around my career, reputation, and role in society. It's how you achieve out in the world. It includes a role that's often public, publicly visible. Um, no matter how foreign this sounds to me, these life issues are to be explored over the course of my lifetime. A north node in the 10th house is public in nature and requires impeccable integrity a business-like attitude and skill at using material resources. Um, so I have to be conservative, traditional, economical, and great at managing money. With this sole mission, I have to channel my deep emotional foundations into supporting your family first and then offering support to others. In my past fourth house lifetimes, I have created deep emotional foundations and established my relationship with 
and my role in my family life. But a soul, a 10th house soul mission asks that I take care of anything undone at home and then step outside the nest. Mm -hmm. So, so it's, uh, you know, my polar opposites are fourth and 10th. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be looking a lot into what the fourth house represents. That's where I came from. Mm -hmm. That's the karma of the fourth. And then stepping into what I need to do with the 10th in this life. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm listening to you um, give your explanation to and um, what it was saying. And that's the type of field, the work field that you're in. I know. It's, yeah. Yeah. So your work um, actually represents that. Okay, and Basui. Ah, so my north node in the seventh house, uh, it's your life purpose and soul mission according to comic astrology. Uh, the seventh house symbolizes the area of life and life issues to explore throughout your life. Karmic astrology is a spiritual approach to astrology. I've created three steps to living your life purpose outlined below. Uh, so what's the opposite of the seventh? If you want to go deeper, the seventh? No, no, you have it right in front of you. Okay. Your karma comes from which house? The opposite of seventh. Well, the opposite of seventh is going to be the twelfth. Is it? I mean, sorry, the second. Exactly, it's right there in front of you. Okay. The opposite of your seventh is your second. Yeah, you see, uh, I'm not seeing the opposite. No, it says first. The opposite of seven is first. Right, I'm sorry, right. The opposite of seven is first. Yeah, there you go. So that's I what you're saying. That's the family, your first right? house. His, no, savvy. self. Oh. His right, uh, karma self. comes from first house. Okay. You're supposed to be summarizing that. Right, uh, you have many past life experiences focusing on yourself. Uh, your appearance and your outer personality, sometimes at the expense of relationships. Hmm. So if you the turn the page, you'll get to where you're at here, what you need to work on, step three. So okay, his so opposite from seventh is first. Mm -hmm. All right. Transfer your innate strength to others who need it more. I kind of do that. Well, that's your mission now. Exactly. Yeah. That's why you kind of do it. This is what you were supposed to do. Because in past lives, you spent too much time focusing on self. Right. So right. in this life, you need to be in the seventh house. Yeah. And it's amazing that the things that we should be working on, we kind of do. We already innately. are. Without even knowing. That's the beauty that's of the it. That's the subconscious that's yeah. already working with your soul. Right. And then lastly... What does Lilith represent? Because I don't, I think when I was looking it up to find out what does that that's mean? That, that's, that's the that, black moon. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that has some kind of significance, but not really, right? That's, I mean, everything has significance, but it's, it's not one of the main characteristics. Like your natal chart is going to give you your main things going from sun down to, what is it, Pluto? like sun yeah. to Pluto, right. our solar system. And then, of course, it gives you the other cosmos that are out there. Um, but the Lilith is the black moon, um, so it's just different. Yeah, I'm not uh, too savvy with the Lilith. Hmm. It plays on you, but... I'm not sure about Lilith and how it plays on you. Okay. Well, do, does it make a difference what house is in? Well, everything, yeah, every yes, it does because he told you that's the well, the yeah, house is the what your, your areas of light, your classroom. Yeah, so yeah, that's the wherever it's in is so. what is what matters to you. Okay, well, okay, well then I don't know what it means, but my Lilith is in my fifth house. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> it 
It's actually, um, I'm looking it up. It says that the black moon Lilith represents a person's primitive impulses and behavior in their rawest form. Okay. So that's the black moon Lilith. It's your, what's that word you said earlier about um, like the default, like your ego, like that's your, your yeah, raw that, you. That is your, yeah, like yeah. when you're born, like this is it. Before the you default, learn anything, mm -hmm. this is what you're coming with just from the door. Really? Yeah. Okay. What does yours say? I need the book. My Lilith, um, Basui's Lilith is in Pisces. In which house? His is in the 12th house. Yeah, my Lilith is 12. Yeah, let me check on no, mine. My Lilith should be 11. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. I spoke out of turn. <laughs> my Lilith is in Sagittarius. And your Lilith is in Pisces, and your Lilith is in what? In Leo. Okay. Remember, my Lilith is in yeah. Leo. In the fifth house. I don't know why I don't see the house on mine. Well, I'll have to look at my aspect and things like that, but. Yeah. You should see it right here. If you're looking at this, see? True. It tells you here what That's house right. is in. Let me grab it. Yes, my Lilith is in the third house. <laughs> yeah. And Basui's Lilith, mm -hmm. you said, is 11? 11. Yes, 11th, okay. Okay, so we're not really, um, <clears throat> just while they're looking this up, let me just say, we don't know exactly everything there is to know about our natal charts. We're learning it as we go along. Right, right. Yeah, when when will we go to work if we spent, because this yeah. is a, yeah. if we took all the time to really study this, they, you would literally have to be holed up in your house for yeah. about <laughs> four months straight, never leave. Exactly. So this is something that you just carry with you and do daily and, you know, as, cause you're alive. So you're, everything that we're doing to work on ourselves is until we die. Mm -hmm. So we have right. no time. Oh, yeah. I mean, we don't know when we go. Mm -hmm. Today could be my last day, who knows? But I'm just saying, while we're here, this is what we're doing. This is right. the study. So there's no, there's no finishing this. Like, there, you no, know what I'm saying? Like, there's no understanding it and finishing mm -hmm. it and being done. No, this is, this is what you're doing every day. It's your right. lifelong journey. Right. It's what we're here for. And it's telling you that this is what you need to do every day in order to correct this. Mm -hmm. So you have to work on this for however long it takes to correct whatever it is, the message that it's trying to tell you needs to be corrected. And like he mentioned, um, Basui mentioned earlier, Kiana mentioned earlier, this is a snapshot of when you were born. So yeah. it's not like you have to go and, and get your natal charts done every month or something oh, like no, that. Oh, no, it's a one-time one thing. Time thing. Yeah. You do it one time Right, right, it. right. Yeah, mm -hmm. and you'll follow it. And it says that this, um, this Lilith is the furthest point of the moon's orbit. So that's why it's like complete opposite of where the actual moon is. Mm -hmm. So it's like a shadow. That's why they call it a black moon. So it's okay. like you see the moon, there's the moon. The exact opposite of the moon is a shadow of the moon. That's mm -hmm. the Lilith. Okay. And that's your primitive form. So. All right. So that's how you are in your primitive state? Yeah. Like, like whatever that description is that it says about you, that's your primitive state. Like if you, were, if you weren't conscious, mm -hmm. this right. is how that's you would your operate. Default state. Yeah. That, that's who. Yeah. So that yeah. would be important to know so that you know 
what your default is. Mm. I guess that's how we would look at our Black Moon Lilith is what is our default, you know? Okay, well, when you put it like that, I'm going to read this and you tell me if this seems like it's my default. Okay. <laughs> okay, it says, Lilith and Leo has felt ashamed or otherwise wrong for calling special attention to themselves, for seeking the spotlight or for seeking to be better than others in competitions. This may feel uncomfortable with people expressing these Leo traits this shame or discomfort can lead to extremes or behavior in these areas, which can exasperate the problem. They need to find ways to accept the very natural need for applause. Self-acceptance is the key to moderation and empowerment. All right, so what I'm trying Sounds to- Sounds good to me. Yeah, because I, you know, as, yeah. I'm, as I'm reading this, I do know that I do have an it issue- It sounds like your personality yes. a little bit. Yeah. It does sound like my personality because I do have an issue with self-praise. Yeah, you shrink. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I I do. I really do. And I've always been that way. Not that I don't You mean think, as if you're not accepting of self praise. No, it's you don't know, yeah, try it's, not it's, to uh I don't give myself self praise. Pat yourself I don't, on the back. Right. I don't pat oh. myself on the back. And the, okay. the whole idea of feeling ashamed is true. Because I grew up with the belief that you do not blow your own horn. Mm. And that is how I grew up believing that don't right. you, know, you don't blow your own horn. You let somebody else blow right, it for you. Right. So I never ever put myself in a position where I was, yeah. you know, giving myself self praise. I don't do it, and and if I do do it, I feel bad about doing it. So that's about right. Right. So what about you? Well, well let's hear about Suez because he has it ready. Okay. Uh, Lilith in my Lilith is in Pisces. Uh, Lilith in Pisces has felt ashamed. Or, or for being needy, compassionate, or wishy-washy, <laughs> uh, or for their spiritual side. And this person can feel uncomfortable or annoyed with people who resist labels. Uncomfortable or annoyed with people who resist labels. Okay, who are not very assertive or ready to take the lead. Uh, rejecting or feeling ashamed of their basic needs in this area can lead to extremes of behavior and repeated cycles of binging and purging with these traits. The key to moderation and empowerment is self-acceptance. This can also apply to Lilith in the 12th house. Okay, now, Kiana, knowing him, uh, you know, you're the one who knows both. Yeah. So do you think that that's an accurate description? I can see that. You can? I can. Okay. Uh, the key to moderation and empowerment is self-acceptance. Mm. Okay. Okay, I, I, that, that's pretty on point. Uh, I feel the shame of being needy, compassionate, or wishy-washy. Do you feel that way sometimes? Yeah. Needy, I think he feels ashamed of being wishy-washy. Okay. Yeah, I can say that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or for their spiritual side, I, I you know I don't really see it as much of a as a, a shame though. Well, that's the word they're using. That's the word they're using. But it could be a yeah, I, you could yeah, be uncomfortable, right, not right. so much a shame. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I see that. I think yeah. it's a bit uncomfortable because you're you know the black sheep. He's fine with being the black sheep, but mm -hmm. it is uncomfortable. You notice it. To even name yourself that means that you're aware of it. Mm -hmm. Well, right, right. Because you're walking around knowing that. This is different, you yeah, know? Yeah. 
I mean, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I can get with that. <laughs> All right. So it's Kiana's turn to read hers. Okay. So um, mine says, Lilith and Sagittarius has felt ashamed for their curiosity, questions, restlessness, the need to challenge and question life, mm -hmm. facts, mm -hmm. beliefs, or the need to get away, expand, and seek meaning. They may feel uncomfortable around people who are expressing these Sagittarian traits, not quite trusting them. However, when feeling stressed, they can go to extremes in these areas. So working on self-acceptance is the key to empowerment, and uh, this applies to the ninth house. So I, I know what that means for me, because I, you know, you're my mother, so you know mm -hmm. that my whole life I've been challenging and questioning. Yes. And also, um, I like self-care practices. I always put myself first. So mm -hmm. the needing yeah. to get the away and expand, away. like yeah, I'm good with I, that. I will yeah. be out in a that second. That jumped out on me as yeah, soon as Yeah, if uh, I feel like Kiana needs this break, yeah. I am gone. And I don't really feel any guilt behind it, so... All right, so these are things that um, we, we have all seen that, yeah, we have a bit of that. Mm -hmm. All right, so as we get to the end of this, the question remains, and, and we went through a little bit of our chart so that we can ask this question. Free will or predestined? Definitely free will. Definitely free will? Yeah. Free will. Uh, you say definitely free will? Free will? I say mm -hmm. free will, too. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because when we're talking about free will, we're literally talking about choices. We're talking mm -hmm. about options. Mm -hmm. So it's all up to you, you know? Now, predestination, eh, it's pretty much like pre-existing conditions. Okay. So when you're right, looking at your right. natal chart, yeah, this is the stuff that you came, this is the mess you came into it with. Mm -hmm. But what you do with it is still up to you, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? It can go a lot of ways. If you're born where you're born you know you can be born here or you can be born there mm -hmm. but um you know the access you know what kind of resources you had growing up for your childhood you know the whole nature versus nurture right. it's always both so nature is the natal chart mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but nurture is how you get your free will because you know the options if you grew up in a house of lack now you've told yourself you have to go out and maybe steal or do things in that direction. But if you took that same child and put him in a house that didn't have those requirements, they would make different choices. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. you know, you didn't change their destiny. You just put the, the situation is just played out in a way where they chose this, not that. Okay. So that's how we are every single day, a choice, this or that. And it's up right. to us. And it's like that movie. Remember anyone that's out there familiar with Black Mirror? They had that movie. Yeah, yeah. What is it? Bang, the, what's the, it called? Um, Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Bangersnatch? Yeah. Bangersnatch. Bandersnatch. Whatever. Yes, something yes, like yes. that. And we literally could watch it a certain amount of times and we were able to pick the outcome. Yeah. That is the perfect example of free will. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you do it this way, you're going to get a whole nother set of dominoes. Right. It's right. like the other movie, The Butterfly Effect. You change one thing, you change everything. Mm -hmm. So that's mm -hmm. the beauty of the free will. We don't know what you're going to do with these cards. Right. Right. But it's right. up to you. Right. Yeah, and just the fact that the, uh, the natal chart is really, it's a game of manipulation. Mm -hmm. You know, especially, you know, once you really get into it, and like I said, you realize the, the polar opposite houses, and you figure, you can say to yourself, well, if I work on this house, I can make this one better. Mm -hmm. And if these planets are too close to each other, maybe that, um, 
I need to work on another planet in a different area to offset those that conjunction. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just free will right there. Okay. You know, just that ability to say that I can work on what I want to make things better for myself. Okay. You know, and the natal chart forces you to do that. Yeah. yeah because no one's going to look at their chart and see a lot of, well, what you may perceive as negativity and say, I don't, I'm not going to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that would be crazy. Yeah, exactly. The mm-hmm. first thing we see. That would be unusual. We, yeah. Yeah. It would be unusual, right? Because when you know better, you do better. When you know right, better, right, you do right, better. Right, right. right. So the first thing your mind tells you to do is, I need to work on that. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, I'm not accepting that, you know? Or you can like it. Or, uh, it. Yeah, or you can like it. And that's still a choice, too. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and that goes right all the way back to the beginning when we talk about the higher consciousness. The yes. higher consciousness is saying, we're going to work on this. Right. You know what I mean? It's not going to just look at it and see words on a paper. Right. You know, just like reading any other material. This is not, you know, random material. Right. This is telling you how to become a better person. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you're absolutely right. Everything does come full circle. Mm-hmm. So even yeah. though it seems like everything that we chose to talk about is random, it's really not. Yeah. Because no, everything that we chose to talk about today leads us back to the beginning, which mm-hmm. is what? Which is every single person working on themselves. Mm-hmm. Right trying to reach that super consciousness, which takes us closer to our maker. And in this case, we said that we were going to use the word God and the word universe, um, universe, universe. Um, mm-hmm. interchangeably. interchangeably, because um, that's really what it is, with yeah. energies. Um, what I've discovered in my, in my ability to just go out there and learn some things is that everything is, is done in a way in which everybody has their own language for it. Yeah. Mm. Um, when we as Christians or spiritual people talk about um, God, we talk about it in the sense of uh, Trinity. We say the Father, the Son, and we say the Holy Spirit. And then when scientists is talking about the universe, they use it in terms in which they understand it's still in a Trinity Mm -hmm. because they may be the ones that say super conscious, conscious, and subconscious. And then when you're talking psychiatry or philosophers, they, they say mind, and they say body, and they say spirit. It's a different way in which we say the same thing. Right. So it's referring to the same way we reach that higher place that we're trying to reach. Right. So all of this yeah, is in it's conjunction. It's all semantics. Yeah. Right. And it's all in conjunction. And as we said before, science is just an explanation of you know, spirituality, <laughs> what exactly. it is that we were practicing right. all along. So you're always going to see the themes of duality and the Trinity. Mm-hmm. Right? Trinity is just right everywhere you look. Yeah. You know what I mean? Trinity is it's just there. You know what I mean? It's creation. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And at our highest form, we are able to create That's because right. uh, we can have what we say. Mm-hmm. Because That's it right. starts in your mind, which is the, um, the what you would say, the father the mind, mm. because everything starts here in the mind. Right. Mm. Creation starts in the mind. Mm-hmm. And then it is spoken. We're talking about the experience, the, the, the spoken word, the spoken word what, that right. Jesus represents, the spoken word, or the consciousness, or right. the experience right. of what we thought right. about action, in our mind. Those right. thoughts in mm-hmm. action now. And then the last of it is the actual outcome, which can be represented by the spirit you know, which can be represented by the, the essence of what we thought, what right. we created with our mouth, yeah. and what's coming to fruition. Right, right, right. So I think as long as we are all trying to work on our own selves, 
to reach that higher place, then we will reach a consciousness that will bring us all to a place where we understand that we all in this together. Mm, that's right. All right. So there you have it. We're going to end this, um, this podcast. Our next podcast will be on um, the last of it. It will actually be on Christianity. It's going to be on um, the life of Jesus. What was his work? What did he, what did he do? The women, um, the role that women play um, in um, in our um, biblical um, um, doctrine, what we're doing, and I think there was a third part of it. I have to actually go and look at my paperwork um, to find out what that was. But we're we're going to come back and we're going to finish up our um, segment on religion. I want to thank you all for um, coming and listening. Certainly. And I, I want to thank my guests for being here today, Mr. Basui. Certainly. M. Shu. M. Shu. Nika Amen. Nika Amen. <laughs> and Miss Kiana Jones. And I am Dr. Caroline Pathia Jones. And uh, we just finished a segment on religion. And again, we'll be back in March where we'll be talking about Christianity. We're going to talk about the role of Jesus. We're going to talk about the role of women. And then we're going to talk about the work of the Spirit. And um, that will conclude our segment on religion. And I hope to... Um, I hope to see you guys again. I hope you um, come back and talk to me again about other things. We're going to talk about yeah. relationships. Um, we're going to talk about um, um, a lot of fun stuff coming up. So let's say our goodbyes. Looking forward. Right. Looking forward to it. Thank you for having us. Okay. Certainly. All right. So this is Dr. Caroline Thea Jones, and I'll see you next time.